Uh, Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what it do now? What's good? Everybody, welcome to the motherfucking Mama We Made It podcast. We have an extremely special guest with us tonight. Uh, a really close brother of mine, white boy Fly, the fucking great white hype in this motherfucker. <laughs> Started out as a pizza delivery boy in this bitch playing college ball, videographer, hungriest dude I've met, um, and one of the most golden souls who's, you know, blossomed into being an incredible music manager. Um, manages a, an incredible artist named Super Duper Kyle, and also the collective of Super Duper itself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the motherfucking stage, Mr. Nolan Smith. What it do, baby? Mr. Nolan Thanks. Smith. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. That was a very righteous I intro. I appreciate that. Very you know what I'm saying? I got intro. the prayer fucking hand emoji, the noosh emoji going up right now. It's fucking lit. Bro, it's an honor um, to be here, man. I've yo, been... I'm really happy you're here. Man, I I wouldn't be anywhere else, dude. Yeah, I man, thank you that. so much. I respect that. On a Tuesday night, motherfuckers out here going to Gun Oak, One Oak, you know what I'm saying? But we here. <laughs> yeah, um, beautiful vibe. Beautiful yeah, vibe. You know, it's crazy because, you know, I've I've been able to see Nolan kind of come up through the game, and it's beautiful how in this industry, in the music industry, and also in, you know, entertainment in and of itself, like you cross paths with people, and a lot of the times you cross paths, kind of go your both separate ways, but you always end up crossing paths again because it is so small. Um, and I feel like, you know, Nolan is a spirit that really, really embodies what positivity, drive, and hunger is. Um, you know, we met, I met him when I was tour managing David Dan. Uh, we did this one-off in Arizona, and he was out there, you know, doing videography work with this kid named John Brandon Cruz. What up, baby boy? You yeah, good? Sh- I see you out there. Shout out to Cruz. You know shout- major shout out to Cruz. Um, Nolan, I wanted to talk to you because, you know, we've had a lot of epic conversations um, and you, we, you've spoken about your hunger for music and kind of knowing that this path was something that you wanted to get into from an early age. Um, you know, walk us through that. You know what I'm saying? Like you were playing hoops, but like, w- what was it about the music bug and what really made you want to like even know that you wanted to be a part of this culture? Man. So, um, Yeah. Wow, where do I start? Well, when I when I was young, my mom always I like to argue, so she always was like, "You need to be like an attorney or something <laughs> like that." Nice. And then I started kind of like looking into that when I was in high school. And those fools just seem, I mean, no disrespect, we have like, attorneys are very very necessary, very very smart people. You're so politically correct. I love you, know, you bro. But but they just it, to me it's just like it wasn't very creative. It mm. didn't, you know, so as I kind of like learned about it, just a ton of school and I was, I was always a, a, a pretty, you know, average student. And so I just, I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know if that's for me, but, I, but I just, I really like, like when I, when I saw Jerry Maguire for the first time, I wanted to be a sports agent. Show me the money, Jerry. <laughs> Show me the motherfucking money, Jerry. Yeah, and you were yeah. always a, you were always an athlete. Yeah, so um, growing up, ton of baseball and ton of basketball. Yeah, and then high school, I played baseball and basketball in freshman year, and then kind of just focused on hoops. I just and, and the thing about hoops was like, growing up, people always told me I was better at baseball than I was at basketball. But 
I just love the culture of basketball. Like I, I wasn't obviously I, I could play, I could play a little hoop, but but yeah, like I just the culture of basketball. Baseball was just so slow, and yeah. it was just like you're out there. You pick, will not catch me at a fucking baseball like, game unless I'm just lit as fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it, it it's definitely like. Obviously, we have you know the Dodgers here, so it's like yeah. it's beautiful to go catch a game. Yeah, go yeah, go catch absolutely. a game. Yeah, but yeah, just the culture of hoops was just so fast paced and and so exciting, just very mono mono and and you know I just I, I I fell in love with the grind honestly and just I loved working on my game and and playing and just training and pra- I just loved every element of it to to, to like just sneakers and the, the that whole culture and, yeah. and all of that and so I just I really fell in love with it and then. You know, I was always one of those people that I tried to be realistic too. It's like I'm a six foot point guard. You know what I mean? Not jumping out of any gyms. Yeah. But I mean, it's not that I'm not athletic, but I'm not jumping out of any gyms. And yeah. you know what I mean? And and so I was like, you know, what am, what am I gonna do after I get done playing hoop? You know what I mean? And mm. I saw, I just saw some different opportunities, and um, I, f- I really fell in love with music. Uh, you know, always a huge hip hop fan from as long as I could remember. Um, like I think one of my first albums was Juvenile Four Hundred Degrees when yes, I was like third grade. I feel you. you know, I feel you. Yes. Um, it was like the first. My my older brother bought it for me for Christmas, and it was like the first parental advisory joint that like my Lord. mom let me rock. You know, <laughs> yes. before that I was listening to like DMX tapes and and Dude. shit, and like stealing that that like stealing like you know shit out of my older brother's room and like yeah. bumping it and you know so always just super big fan of hip-hop culture and and like just all the music and and really like dug into it and like loved the album artwork and collected shit and like mm. read all the hip-hop magazines and collected those and and so that kind of went hand in hand with the basketball shit because i always saw like the basketball players like talking about how they were inspired by the music and vice versa. And so the cultures are very intertwined. <laughs> you had a Shaq's rap album too. Yeah. You know what? I was actually just watching the, the 30 for 30 joint and I saw how like, yeah, Shaq was genius. I, I, I you know what, to be honest, Shaq. that was like, I, I don't know if, yeah, yeah. Shaq was the, Shaq was that dude, but I thought that how he like the whole thing with him rapping on Arsenio Hall's show when he was a rookie, like I thought that was like genius marketing. Right. Like I'm looking back on that and going, yeah. that was so wavy. Great. Like imagine being a rookie, <laughs> yeah. a, like a rookie basketball player and like come doing like a full performance on right? on like national TV and, and you're shit. Just, you're like, just a giant too. You're yeah, giant and like, like he had, had swag and like oh, was actually a tight rapper. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. He was like There's hard. So many rappers like yeah. uh, ballers that just aren't tight. You just like, oh bro, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. shout out to Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, you were hooping. Yeah. And I think that that's what, you know, hooping gave me a, a ton of confidence, you know, in, in just being able to like work hard and achieve some goals. You or know what I mean? It set a structure for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so I, I pursued hoop after, after, um, after high school and really wanted to make sure, you know, I, I like saw through that dream of like playing division one basketball. I didn't get to play division one basketball, played community college, but, but yeah, so Played played a little community college hoop, and then during that time, when I was about eighteen, okay. I, that's when I started like digging into blogs. I actually tell you the story, and and I gotta I gotta tell the story like the right way. But Get in there, my younger brother was like on MySpace. He was, must have been like fourteen or fifteen at the time, and he was like digging found cool kids. Word. And what so what year was this around? This is probably two thousand. I want to say 2008. Okay. 
So this is still early in the cool kids thing. Yeah. Cool kids aren't at their even their height yet. Yeah. It's still mm-hmm. early. And he's and he's put me on the cool kids and so I was like bumping cool kids and I was like, Oh, this shit's fresh. And so we went to this cool kids show at the key club. Yeah. Which nice. is now which is now uh, Gun Oak. <laughs> one <laughs> Oak. Is, it's now one Oak. And I actually still like going there because it like gives me that energy, even though it's a totally different thing now. You know the only reason I bring up Gun Oak, shout out to my boy Ron. Um he's a designer over at Five Four, but like he went there one time like a few weeks ago and like gunshots were popping off. So like he went from one oak to gun oak. It was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Back, to, back to fucking yeah. <laughs> the transition from you know what I'm saying, key club yeah. to, to one oak. So so we, we went we pulled into the key club and it was like an all ages show or whatever and it was uh it was kinda like one of my first like more underground kind of hip hop joints where it was like not a big concert. It yeah. was like low key club vibe. And Super so we're waiting for the we're waiting for the cool kids to come out, and this like this this group hits the stage, and it's just these like super swagged out L.A. fools, three of them. They got like a mascot dressed up in like a basketball uniform. These fools are like dipped in like streetwear, just yeah. like looking hella cool. And the crowd like reacts to them and knows who they are. And I'm like, this isn't the cool kids. Like who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, so I'm watching this shit and I'm like watching the crowd, like vibe to this shit. And they're like very in it. And yeah. like, and the bars were like super hard and the hooks were like super catchy. And it was like very West coast, but it was also like lyrical. And yeah. I'm like watching this, taking it all in, watching everybody dig it. It's like, it's like a packed house. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't even know who these guys are. Like, like, yeah, who is this? You know what I mean? And I'm like asking around to like people who are like rocking to it. And they're kind of like shining me on, like <laughs> yeah. just still rocking to this shit. And I'm like, what is going on? And then finally, like they get through the song and then like, yo, we go by the name Pacific Division, Pac Div out of LA. And I was just like, oh, okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Word. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, I got to like look these fools up because that shit was tight. You yeah. know what I mean? And so... So like literally from that moment on, like I I feel like I fully fell in love with like this underground like it, it, it hit you it hit me because I yeah. was like I don't know what this is but this shit is tight and it's and and as I got to dig into the music more and really like learn more yeah. about you know just specifically Pac Div I was like oh I can really relate to these cats these cats not only did they all like come from playing hoop but they were just like some real normal dudes but yeah. very talented and they had you know great taste their influences were like all shit I love tribe you know De La like yeah. all that like really really cool OG shit yeah. and so and and they were doing it and and nobody you know at that time the underground and the mainstream were very separate there yeah. was like the big fucking juggernaut artists and then like the dudes on the internet and on the yeah. blog and, yeah. the and west, on myspace and, and the west was like still at bay at that yeah point. the west was very very low-key this is way prior to yg this is way prior yeah. to this is prior to nipsey this is prior to yep. to anybody low, low key prior to kendrick being the, oh like, whoa, 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 whoa like, yeah yeah no this is like uh and i could even talk about that but i i've seen kendrick open for back div mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so yeah, so like, and th- that was probably even a year after this specific yeah. show. So I, so honestly what it did was it just kind of cemented like in me, like it just was a moment where I was like, wow, this shit is very ill. Yeah. And like the cool kids are really dope, but like, they're not the only ones like kind of making this brand of music. That's like for us, you yeah. know, for us, like fucking like young college kids, like yeah. high school kids, cool kids. Cool kids. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so yeah. And so I, I kind of like went back. And like 
backtracked and like literally went on MySpace and dug up everything like super fan style, like looking out, look at finding like little clip freestyle clips they would put on youtube yeah. i uh sean g will laugh shout out to sean g but i i dug up, up Le- lever 2000 like mixtape that sean g put together that had like tehran and aomari wow. had uh f- I- i'm forgetting people but you yeah. and i yeah. um God. this whole like very very family, bro. underground la you know like cool shit and and yeah and so i kind of like i dug into that like uh I, I gotta. I hope the Pack Div boys are listening to this because I gotta send it to them, maybe to get them to listen to it. But just so we can talk about it. But yeah, but I remember bring, they had this. Up, I remember they had this. Sean, though, I, I remember they had this this kite phone, and it's like crazy. It was this like weird social media thing where they were like, it was Snapchat before Snapchat. It was like you really? could you could like it was a specific phone where they like film each other and then it would upload directly. And yeah. I would always be checking their MySpace for that shit because they were like one of few people. Excuse me, who are who are checking it out? Yeah, or, or who were like testing this shit? But it was dope because it was like live content from like behind the scenes cool shit from like my favorite artists. Wow. So it's crazy how fucking MySpace was like the hub. Of see, all yeah, hubs, we, bro. that's been a few times mentioned on 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 this podcast so far. Is like my, the what MySpace, the importance of that for the music industry during that very like short amount of time. But what it did for like discovery for networking to like. It was people forget like MySpace was such a, a, a catapult for uh, for so many artists. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I think SoundCloud is achieving some of what MySpace kind of started, but no other social media has still even achieved that Not, yeah. because you know what it was was you'd put a song as your profile song and Done. now it was you. It was yeah. like your swag. It was like the it was damn near your profile page. Yeah, Might yeah. as well have been your profile yeah. page. And so True. many people came on from that. Like you, if you had like you know a famous person who had, uh, like who said that? Uh, uh, third Brian. Who? Oh, Brian. Brian sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian from the the Fisticuffs. Like they did some Miguel records and then like these like you know MySpace models had Miguel shit popping that they had produced. Like one of the yeah, songs that yeah. they had and they like oh they and they like yeah or if you were in someone's top eight like it was just such a cool way. Uh, for for music at that time yeah yeah no it was it was good access you know it was like it was fun to kind of like keep up with these cats that i was just fans of yeah and so i just immediately pretty much got like deep with it like i immediately like from that i kind of like backtracked and started like seeing all the blogs like ill roots one like before even ill roots 2.0 this shit was like on the most like generic wordpress thing but mike wax was doing his thing and posting finding the coolest shit and like um yeah i remember listening to like early ass lil wayne and drake leaks on there and like you know what i mean before they became like huge records and shit ransom Ransom. yeah Yeah, and like i remember there was like some there was like some weird drake leak that had it was like either a Lil Wayne leak or a Drake leak, something that had like four or six tracks of like both them on it. Yeah. And I was, just, and that was like when Drake first kind of like yeah. burst on the scene. But like, but yeah. So there, so the uh, the MySpace thing was crazy, and then just digging into the culture, and then kind of like starting to really quickly starting to be like, oh, I really like how they marketed this. I really like how they dropped this. I really like the timing of this. Like, kind of starting to pay attention to marketing shit. Yeah. And like kind of trying to figure out where I fit in in it because I just fell in like such a deep love with it that yeah. I was like this has to be me like I, you know what I'm saying I was like 
you know, because you're 18, you're thinking about, well, what am I going to be when, I'm, when I grow up? Yeah. And now it's becoming real. You're in college now, and, like, you're starting to get to pick classes and get to actually decide what you do with your free yep. time. Yep. You and have so to start I, thinking about what your future holds. Do you have uh, yeah. any musical talent? We like any, do you play any You know what's funny or? is, no, I mean, in, like, sixth and seventh grade, I played a little, like, saxophone. Um, my parents kind of forced me to do that. I got out Shout of that out shit quick. Vibes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, I wish that, you know, it's funny, in, in retrospect, I wish that I could. And, yeah. and in high school, it was always, like, whenever I had homies who were, like, tight at p- piano, I was always, like, find myself, like, being, like, yeah, play this, play this, play this. Yeah. Play th- can you play this hook? Can you play this? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I feel like the natural progression, like if you're a super fan and you dive in, I feel like the natural progression isn't like, all right, let me see how they did their marketing. Like, yeah. No, it's so like, corny. Like, it's like, like, no, I just feel like the natural progression is like, they could do it. I want to do this. Let, let me get a, a keyboard and start producing hip hop beats. Right. Yeah. Like that's normal. Like someone who wants to get into hip hop at that during that time, especially is going to like, it's so accessible to, you know, the equipment is, isn't that expen- expensive. You get Pro Tools and an inbox and a keyboard, you're like, all right, you know, let's start you making beats. Like, that's you, the natural progression. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's, like, how are they, uh, how are they getting more but, but followers you know what, on my yeah, You know what's yeah, crazy? Yeah. Like, knowing Nolan, right? And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to make a really, like, wild assumption. I just wanted to point that out, though. Not it's, like it's, that. It's, that's, this is great. It's similar because even myself, like, getting thrown into music, like, I, I, was, I was scared of the music shit. But, like, Nolan has a gift of gab, bro. Like, uh, this dude was always asking questions, like, really <laughs> curious about different shit. So I feel like um, his skill set was just like, holy fuck, like, how are they doing this? And then, like, how can I be a part of doing shit? Well, yo, like, you, okay, so so to to, to kind of, like, go back to what I was talking about is I, I wanted to be Jerry Maguire already. Right. So right. I didn't, I never wanted to be the guy. I just want to be the guy next to the guy. You know what I mean? Like, Straight I'd rather up. not... It's, I'd rather not, like, I'd rather, like, not, and it's funny because you say that, and that's such a good point, but, like, it's funny because I just never, I'm, I don't even rap. Like, I don't, yeah. even, I don't even write raps. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm such really, a fan of it, but I, you know, and everybody, like, lies and be like, oh, I bet you've written some raps, and I'm, like, trying to even think about one time where you can look through <laughs> all my damn notebooks and you'll never see me writing a rap. Like, I'm the biggest fan of the shit and yeah. I like am a fan of songwriting and I'm a fan of like the process and music making and I like learning about it and shit, but I'm, I've never been like, let me like get in, you know what I mean? And, and, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's really weird. And maybe at that time too, I was also like a little older where I felt like cats who were rapping were already doing it. Like I, mm. I was something that had respect for the game. Word. Like I have respect for the game yeah. and, and that's the same thing with like sports and shit it was like i'm like dude i've been touching i've been playing basketball since i was two like you're not just gonna pick this shit up now and beat me you know what i mean yeah and so that's what i was probably already thinking about i'm like these fools are like a couple years older than me like this isn't a game that i'm just gonna like hop into and like be the dude you know what i mean and so that could be you know like so i've never wanted to be the artist i've always respected the the role that the artist plays and i think that it's like you know it's everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm just a fan of music, but I've just never really wanted to be the artist, you know? What was what was that first moment for you? Like, oh shit, like your your first kind of foot in. Um yeah, so okay, so from there, it kind of started happening fast cuz like I said I started digging in. Yeah. And then I was just like, wait a second, like I see how this is going. These people are like creating content. That's how they're gaining fans, you know? they need people to help them create content because these, because nobody really has any money and, you know, and then I started just having ideas like, like, Oh, I could help 
you know, I could help them produce content. Oh, like, and then I just started getting really passionate. And, and honestly, so it was like that. Uh, there's actually two parts of that story. Word. So these packed dip fools were dipped in the hundreds, right? Yeah. And I didn't know what that brand was either. Oh my, yeah. So this is 2000, this is 2008, right? Yeah. I didn't know what the hundreds is. This is early hundreds. And I go back and I'm like, first of all, these fools are ill as fuck. One, then they had the illest gear on too. Yeah. I'm shout like, what the ben fuck? And Bobby. Yeah, no, straight up. Shout out. And and so then I like, not only did I do that, but I then I went on, found the hundreds and I'm like, oh, they got an online store. And I started copping shit. And then I was like the only one of my homies who had like this hundred shit. And everyone was like, oh, this shit is super cool. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And this is and obviously way before like this streetwear was really big and shit like that. But like, then I started going on the hundreds blog and Bobby is just like Bro, the, the hundreds, best. Hundreds have the like one of the illest blogs ever and like it started that way yeah oh like these dudes yeah. blog content is stupid but continue yeah <laughs> no yeah no 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 no, no, no like, absolutely story. let me fuck with you real no, no, quick. no 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 absolutely and so so like totally people who know the hunters blog know the hunters blog it's like it's phenomenal historic bro. yeah yeah and so i st- bobby is just such an insane storyteller and like obviously marketer and photographer and graphic designer. And he told these stories every single day on the blog. And I like felt like I started learning how to market via them. I started Mm. understanding the storytelling, why they were doing these collaborations, why they had these different artists in it. Why? Like I was studying this shit. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. And so from there I was just like, wait a second, I'm kind of seeing how all this is working. There's like, got super passionate about like the streetwear shit got super passionate about this hip-hop shit and i'm like how you know how, where do i fit in in this yeah because i like i want to i want to be involved i don't want to you know what i mean i don't want to sit on the sidelines you right. know what i mean and so um pretty quickly i started just kind of like networking and i just started pulling up to like the events that like nobody goes to like you know they would have like their big la show but then they would also have like the homeboy would be djing at this and it would like hit their like socials and i would yeah. like pull up with like homies or like girls or like whoever. And I would pull up and then I would like start running into these fools and then just like introduce myself. And I would start just like talking cats ears off. You know what I mean? And like, just like, just vibing with them. And just, you know, I was just such a, I think that, you know, I'm fortunate that they kind of accepted me. Well, you're a passionate dude. Yeah. One way or another, because I was like this, probably this annoying 19 year old kid, like trying to sneak in the club and then like bothering them low key. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I probably tried to kind of play cool, but I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how well it went over, but <laughs> but they 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 like they always showed me love and like, you know, I definitely like supported them. Like I have like, I remember going to like the the first Dom Kennedy show, like after twenty fifth hour, like damn near the or or it, the uh what is the what was it. Future Street Drug Sounds mixtape release party at Cinespace. Nice. On fucking, like, what is it, Hollywood Hollywood, Boulevard. Boulevard, And, like, pulling up and, like, meeting Gavin. And, like, this was, like, there was, like, 30 people there. Like, I shit you not. And I was, like, it was, like, the coolest shit in the world to me. At least the music was at that time. Yeah. And so when I, like, pulled up and I'm, like, there's 30 people here. This fool's from L.A. I'm, like, I'm early on this. Like, I'm I'm hip to this shit. you're, You're living in L.A. right now. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at this time. Uh, oh, at this time, yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm still I'm in Ventura. I'm oh, an okay. hour I'm an hour north in Ventura. So you're just, so you're just driving. driving. So I'm just driving. Oh, wow. I'm just driving out. I, I had like a little whip and I was like delivering pizzas and playing hoop and like going to school. And in school I was trying to take 
like classes. I'm like trying to take graphic design classes, photography classes, marketing classes, music. I, and then I started, like I told y'all, I, I started like hitting Amazon, started hitting like all the music industry books and just wow. started reading all the text. So you're just you know? still trying to discover like just how do you, how do you how fit, I fit in? in. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, you know, when I, when I realized I, when I really realized I fit in was when like Asher started dropping shit. Really? Cause that, the Asher shit like made a lot of sense to me. Cause yeah. I'm like, okay, here's this like white kid, you know, in college, in college. And I'm just going, I'm like seeing it all makes sense, but it's like still cool. And he's like very, very talented. Yeah. And then like, I saw like scooter behind the scenes because somehow scooter like was kind of like right in the mix. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like this smart marketing cat and I was just like, I want to be Scooter. You know what I mean? That's so when that I was, was like... Your, that was your first kind of... Like that was my first manager that I was like, I want to be this cat. Okay. That's interesting you know I mean? because Scooter was kind of like... You don't really hear of managers being in the front so much, right? Or being like aspiring to... Like when you're uh, in, in the... In the uh, like artists you know, right? Yeah. You don't really know managers from, yeah. from the public view. Yeah, yeah. But Scooter was a dude you did know in the public yeah. because mm-hmm. he was so in it. Yeah. So that was cool because it kind of gave you someone to latch on to, someone to look up to, or someone to like just reach out to. Where I think most people who are, uh, when we were saying, you know, who are um, impacted by music or influenced by music, they want to start making music because that's all they can relate to. They can relate to the artist. But you were, you know, influenced by now the manager who's like in the public enough. To to to, to, like, to me to like be able to like right. follow his steps yeah yeah not knowing where to go is be like I want to be that guy yeah that guy feels like me I could do that yeah exactly That's That's exactly man. and I started and I started learning more about Scooter too and how he like played hoop and he you know like was this marketing cat like promoted parties because I because at the time I was like throwing my own little curated events okay and bringing people together and I just really liked that energy of bringing people together and like. You know, I, I was I, I started my own little blog, uh, Ventura's Finest, and I would like I would try to post like daily on there, and I would just be putting people up because I had just an interesting peer group, and it's like a kind of a smaller community out there, and so the shit that I was finding out about, I was like, I need to share this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I'm enjoying this shit so much, and to this day, I don't even know if if like anyone cared really, yeah. but it was almost like I was doing it for myself, yeah. and it was like giving me, back to what what. Like the community that gave to you. Yeah, yeah. And and I was kind of just, exactly, like I... I, I or at least a platform that gave to Yeah, you. and I was really passionate about, and I still am about like the Ventura community. And like, I just was like, yo, like this is such a cool place to be. It's such a beautiful place. And like, we don't have a ton of like cool music culture or fashion shit. And we don't really have any like kids doing anything cool. So I wanted to like throw cool events, put people up on cool music like encourage all my local artist homies to like you know do like do a great job and like put out like mixtapes and help them with like put it out there and like throw their events and shit like that and so I kind of just started like working with different like local cats um and then meanwhile like inserting myself in the in the culture out here and just like being a part of it and going to all the parties and just like meeting everybody and like just enjoying myself you know and yeah, and then so and then so like once I saw Scooter kind of doing it, I was like, "That's what." And I have these like probably like I don't have a MySpace account anymore, but I have these like weird cryptic like messages that I sent Scooter when I was like eighteen or nineteen, like, "Yo, 
uh, sh- just show me the way. Like, <laughs> show me the way. I'll I'll move out to Atlanta, and then him like literally respond, being like, "What?" And I was just like, and I was probably like, "This is like his personal MySpace page. Full isn't like checking it, and people aren't hitting him with like shit like this on there." <laughs> show me the way. But then I was just like, but then I remember being like, "No, nah, like I fuck with you, like like you know what I'm saying? Like I wanna blah blah blah. I wanna like you know." Come out intern. I want to like, like I want to yeah like I'll come like well, I'll enter whatever right and so and so I kind of like planted that seed with just different people that I like I fucked with and and respected and and just you know the first one really being Pac Div was like just starting out as like a fan who's someone who's like really inspired by their music and then you know immediately something about me is like always like oh you know I can help make this better and you know what I mean I, I it's like. It's, it's sometimes being a fan is never enough. I always have like an opinion about it, yeah. which I don't know if is a character flaw or if that's like what allows me to do what I do. But yeah, I was always like, man, I, I fuck with Pac Div and I, I really fuck with this video. But I think that if they did this, this, and this, like, I, you know what I mean, or or whatever. Well, during during that time, like, how how many times did you, uh, I'll just say, get rejected, like from because it's it must be, you know you you hear about people wanting to break into the industry. But you, it sounds like you wanted to break into it, but you were really being super aggressive on more of like not breaking in, but finding where you fit in. Mm. Now, in doing so, I'm sure from the Scooter Bronze to Pactive, how many people are like, all right, all right, dude. Uh, yeah, we'll hit you up later and just never responded to you. Or like, did you face any of those barriers like or any moments where you felt this is just really tough to get in? Yeah, you know, I I don't know because I I think that I always kind of like I had like a decent amount of self-awareness where I like I wasn't just like a lot of people will hit me. I'll I'll notice that how I always like I'm interested in the people that approach me because I was thinking about my approach and how I approach the people that I wanted to work with and for. And I feel like sometimes like, like I don't know, I'm kind of like doing circles here but like I kind of didn't really like put myself out there unless I was like 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 I said like to scooter and with the pack div dudes I just remember going like yo I've been shooting a ton of photography I'd love to like create some content for you guys okay you know what I mean Man, and then they were like an cool came at him on some like I have value bro. I'm gonna yo, provide value yeah Very yeah important. yeah Very yeah important. and so instead of like yo what's good dog like, can like I hey let me just be y'all? around you <laughs> yeah which is like that is a vibe that I'm like realizing that's really what I wanted I wanted to just to be around y'all and like learn from y'all you but know you, what I mean but you knew enough to but I knew value. but I knew like if I want to be around them like I need to provide some sort of value. Okay. You know what I mean? And so Super it was crazy. Absolutely. Super important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that, I mean, and we'll probably come back to that, but that is like crucial. Yeah. That is crucial. Like, I mean, just within any relationship, it's like here as, as friends and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you got to provide value. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That the relationship needs to like, whether it's, Whatever, whatever type of value you think you can provide mm-hmm. someone else, you do that. You do that. You know what I mean. You well, provide that for them, and and like, and it'll come back. You know. Well, I think that's why it's like you know people say it's not what you know, it's who you know, and I think that's like complete bullshit personally because yeah. I think it's like well, you can know everyone, but like you have to provide something. You have to give to get. You have to like add something Absolutely. to help this and and um, improve your worth. 
especially in this industry. It's not like, oh, let's just blindly fucking network and shake a lot of hands and, and just be around people and then something's going to come to me. You, you do have to create your opportunity in this. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and honestly, you, you just you don't have like a zillion shakes at it either. Like, yeah. like when, when people hit me now about like certain things and they'll be like, Oh, I got an opportunity here. And I'm going, okay, cool. Like I'll listen to what you got. And then it like completely falls flat. And I'm like that. Nah, like, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. not thinking like I'm thinking, or you're not like, you haven't been watching what I think it's like, I was such a student of the game. Okay. I was such a student of the game that I wasn't going to provide some bullshit for these people. Let me, let me the value I was going to provide them. I, I, I had watched so meticulously like what they were doing and how they were moving that I was like, not going to, I wasn't going to fuck it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? One, one thing I want to know is because it, it's easier to do that with artists specifically, right? Yeah. Because like artists are in their artist zone. And then when they have like hungry cats around them or even their boys, like it's like, yo, dog, like I'm actually good at this. Or if, or if you guys need any help with anything, merch or, or videos or this, that and the other, like let me know. But then when it comes to the point of hitting cats like a Scooter or a Daniel Wiseman, which we'll get to later on. Was there a difference in how you were hitting up the artists as as to how you were hitting up the managers and executive figures? Because when you there's a divide in talking with creatives about understanding and appreciating the creative process, but then also being like, how do I like? Because you were like, I want to be in this management shit. Like, yeah, like that was your ultimate goal. Right? Yeah, yeah. So in your head, was there ever a question of like, what do I hit this motherfucker up with? Because says, you're you're asking to take info. Yeah. Like, like instead of just offering yourself up for the mass sacrifice of bro, whatever the fuck you need. Yeah. Like, I'm here. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know what I'm doing really, but just know I'm super passionate. I've actually seen your artists here. Like you go super fan level, and I can't be like, damn, like this motherfucker's actually yeah. out here. Yeah. But you're still like. You're not going to go to somebody and say, look, bro, like I'm really knowledgeable about music law and I'm just thinking like the deal that I was actually reading up on. You're going to be like, look, bro, like how, how'd you get there? Like if there's anything I can do, I see you guys are coming to town here. I'm actually going to come through if, there's a, if I can get a second from you. Was there a difference in how you hit these dudes? Yeah, ver- like artists, realize, artists yeah. and manager. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that, yeah, you're just dealing with two completely different beasts. Like artists just like, they want like cool homies who are going to like bring girls and like weed and like be cool to talk to and like talk shit about sports with. And then like managers, their whole role is to just protect the artist. So they want you to like provide some sort of value and shut the fuck up and like help them. And then they don't even want you to help the artist. They just want you to help them. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to know both of their grinds and understand what it was, but it wasn't, honestly, it was, I'd like to think that it was really authentic and I wasn't like, I don't know if I was trying to like, I don't know if it was a personal thing where I'm like, I'm trying to get my foot in the door and I want in and me, me, me. It was more that I was just like, damn, I'm a fan of this. Like, yeah. I want to get this. T- I want to, it was team oriented. Like okay. I saw Pac Div. I'm like, how can I help y'all? Like, I believe in you guys. You know what I'm saying? So like, how Pac can Div, I help? Was Pac Div your first? So yeah. So I ended up hitting, I ended up hitting like on like aim, like of Pac Div. Um, and it was funny because I found out that they played hoop against my older brother really? in high school. Yeah. And so, and in junior college, and we kind of like talked about it. I think they might've been like a, co- a year or two apart. And so we just talked about it and we just start, started talking shit about hoops. And I just, I don't know, I told him, I was like, yo, I'm a, a huge fan of y'all. Like, if you guys ever need anything, let me know. And I just would pull up, like I said, pull up to the events, show my face, say what's up. Yeah. Offer, like be helpful. And then it was, 
yeah, I, so I just started coming around and like mm-hmm. vibing creatively with them and sitting in studio sessions and stuff. And, and I don't even know how that kind of came about. Probably me like bothering them, like, what are y'all up to today? Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, come through, whatever, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it was uh, like all of those guys are just like great peeps, but uh, like was super. He like kind of like almost managed the crew too, sure. and so he had that kind of mind. And I would be hitting him with like random like marketing ideas. What if y'all did this? He what saw if y'all that did you that? were curious. Yeah, he saw that I was super curious, and um, and he was just like, "Yeah, come through." And so I'd come through the studio and just sit and listen, and um, just vibe, and then be like, "Yo." And then think about how, how can I help these guys, you right. know? And and pretty early on in my relationship with them, like, I started, like, obviously I was, like, had picked up the camera and was starting to just super passionate about, like, digital storytelling, like what Bobby Hundreds was doing, how he's just taking these really cool photos and, you know, combining them with, like, you know, words and just telling cool stories about what they were up to as a brand. And so I kind of started doing that a little bit. And then I met John Brandon Cruz, who was very passionate about the same thing. And we had a lot of the same influences and he was further along in the process than I was. Yeah. Um, and he kind of had like a little, his own production company. He had like a lot of really nice equipment and he kind of got it. He came up in that like storytelling, his dad, his dad was like a, a journalist and stuff like that. And so he kind of like had a good grasp on it. And he was also just into the same music culture. And I was like, yo, like I'm really good boys with Pac Div. I was like, what if we shot like a little, like lifestyle like documentary for them or like catalog their their you know trials and tribulations type shit and he was like oh that sounds dope you know what i mean because he was he wanted to work in music too and so he was getting different opportunities to shoot for people and 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 i was kind of like more focused on pack div at the time Mm -hmm. and so we kind of came together presented it to the pack div guys and they were like they're like word let's go so so then they ended up getting this uh Going on tour with NERD, which was Pharrell's last tour and NERD's last tour, I remember right? That, yeah. yeah, and Pac Div opened, so we went with Pac Div, and we were just like, you know, the timing, yeah, and like, you know, I'm I think I'm 22 at the time, so this is probably like through, you know, three or four years of like. Meanwhile, I'm playing hoop, going to school, but like wanting to get my foot in the door yeah. and like trying to mix it up. You're around though. I'm you're around. I'm around. Yeah, yeah. And so um, that tour with Pharrell, man, was just was crazy. Opened my eyes to the whole like tour culture. You know what Describe I mean? Describe that tour, man. You're brand new there. Too. I'm brand so new. You're like fanning out, but at the same time, you're like, I got a responsibility to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we're here with cameras, so how do we soak all of this in? Like, y'all had the cheat low-key. Yeah, yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it was like, you guys wanted to create a meaningful experience and a meaningful product. Yeah. But the experience at that moment, like, describe that. Like, what was that like? And, and what did what, you, like, what did you kind of learn about, um, you know, because cats have this idea of tour where it's like, even the supporting acts, like, go on the road and you're like, damn, like, well, then y'all gonna be vibing with, with these cats all day. But it's like, you begin to understand, like, the support is the support. Yeah. The openers are the openers. Yep. The main act is the main act. Like, on the offshoot chance that cats in y'all's crews are, are homies or they have big homies with, with the main act, like, y'all not, like, saying a prayer together yeah. before the fucking show. Oh, and you're 100%. And, like, chilling and smoking in their green room. Like, you kind of, wow. like, in your little zone. But 
it's still that experience. It's still there's so many people you meet. But, like, what was that experience like for you? Because it's not like you going and just, like, slapping hands with Chad and, and Pharrell. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all kill it out there. Can y'all say something for the camera? Yeah. You just kind of like. Yep, yep. Well, so, yeah, now. Head nods, no, and, and Anoush knows. Just a little background on me and Anoush is actually prior to this, Cruz and I went. Uh, we were working with um, these cats. They had this festival called Glowfest in Arizona. Anoush was representing David Dan as a DJ at the time. And um, I was I was like shooting photos and film with my boy Cruz, and we were kind of just documenting that as well. Glowfest is now Recess. My boy Jack Shannon and Deuce um, run that, and it's cool because we've gotten I've gotten to work with them in the awesome. recent past. So so Anoush had that ha, Anoush has that road experience yeah, as wild, as, as I'm sure every the podcast knows the listeners already hey, know. Yeah, but. But yeah, you're 100 percent right. I mean, you're not like, even like and I kind of like, already had like that. We, we met. It's not like we, like we were. The funny shit is like David and I were on that glow fest, or you know, what I'm saying jump off for one day. Like we low key drove out to Arizona, hit the show, and then went back. Like it wasn't like a part of this thing. But yeah. you know, I, I I remember this. Like I just saw like Nolan and and, and Brandon like kicking it, and we kind of like got introduced offhand. But it could have easily been like. All right, bro, cool to meet y'all, whatever. But, like, and that's it. I remember we were, like, in the back of the stage. Like, I don't know if it was during soundcheck or whatever, and it was at this huge, like, auditorium area, and then, like, this parking lot in the back with, like, what seemed to be this little hall, and, like, we were just, like, I remember shopping. that. I remember that. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Nolan had this, like, slick back hair looking like fucking <laughs> math. He's going to say McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Lincoln Lawyer on Thug. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. Nice. But, like, we just started vibing, and, like, the reason we met was just because, like, of just, A, like, bro, like, I'll talk to everybody, but, like, you just sense, like, there was some cool shit about them, and, like, he was inquisitive, and I was inquisitive, and, like, we we're both just chopping it up, but it's it's beautiful to, to be able to speak about the intimacies of this road life because even Joe, you know this shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying as a, as an artist, but it's like in this it, it's 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 beautiful for me to like go through the story with you because you know a big part of what 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 is beautiful to me about this journey is that like everything that people think it really is, it's not. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the, the 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 top line is the journey is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? The top line is is all these experiences are so formative. But like what people don't understand is what makes it really formative is just being curious and being out there and like being able to soak all of this shit in through every stage that you go to. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like Nolan's gonna come out here and be like Oh, I got your drink, Playboy. I see you. <laughs> but it's very—it's not the fantasy that you have in no, your head of it's like. It, no. it's, it's actually like very different. Yeah, it, but it's and wild for me now because I wanted to get there because like. Not in a bad way though. No, it's actually in just no. a, a way different way that's probably even better. Like, like, bro, when we went on the road with Talib Kweli, like we got really cool with with his tour manager, and I got really cool with Talib's DJ, Clockwork at the time, who ended up now becoming. Fucking uh, Mac Miller's, Miller's DJ. DJ. Clockwork's my guy. And, and, I've been on the road with Clock, Clockwork, and, and, and too. Spin to awesome. like, like, respect my African DJ, and this motherfucker is now Talib's DJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, Spin to like, yeah. All these things come into play here, and, like, we got close with them, but, like, it's not like Kwa would come and be like, what's good? What's no. happening? Oh, it's a, it's, it's a pecking order. But, it's a pecking order. I did see every show, and what ended up having to, like, bring us really close, and I got really cool with his tour manager, Stephen McDaniel, who's now with BJ, the Chicago kid. Like, this shit's really small here. Yeah. And we'll speak about this, but I did notice every show, Kwali would come 
right before Quad would come on, he'd come watch you and I kill the stage for their last two songs. Yeah. Never failed this motherfucker would come out. And Quad's different because, like, if you start looking back at his shit, like, he'd bring all the artists that he thought were going to, like, pop off, like, on Young. But what was that? Now, going back through that loquacious-ass fucking, like, little, like, universe, what was that experience like for you? And, like, what did you really get? Like, because you're still super fan that, like, is finally getting his op, but your op is still undefined. But, like, what was that experience like for you? Like, what what what'd you just Oh, like? man. It was, I mean, it was amazing. It was, it's incredible. And And what you guys are saying about tour is right. It's not the idea. It's not what exactly people think it is. But it's still the fucking still greatest fuck. shit yeah. ever. It is still the tightest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. And I've been feeling that way because we've been off the road for like probably three or four months now. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting that feeling where I'm getting that itch back. Yeah. And I'm like, we got to get back out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, it is the great. So it's like, it's not what you think it is, but it's the greatest thing ever. And, and I think that all the glitz and glam ideas, there's a lot of that. And then there's a lot of. Hard shit is a lot of hard work. It's damn near one of the hardest things you can do. Yeah. It is literally physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally exhausting. You you may like you are you are stretched to your complete Absolutely. Yeah, you are stretched to your complete max. As a human being, you are completely stretched. Yeah. You may tour the US, but like tell me about a You know, and as it obviously as you get bigger and the accommodations become a little more comfortable, that definitely helps, but it's still a grind. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at these fools Bieber. Bieber's doing 150 something shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we do 30, 40. We just did 50 for the first time. And that shit was like wild. That shit was like unbelievable. You know, obviously we did it in a Sprinter van, which is a little different. But you know, Beaver's about to be on tour for the next two years. Yeah. Like he's gonna come back a different, completely different human being. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like even even like, and so I just I have tremendous respect for just like touring artists and and that grind in general. You know what I mean? And so so that first time was definitely special, and it's it's awesome to get to even just think about go back and kind of think about that Absolutely. you know that's it's probably six years ago now five or six years ago now and it was uh like we were talking about pactive and nerd uh coors search for the coldest it was like only like eight dates but like select cities and i remember we did a couple little one-off joints with pactive and then we met up with them in atlanta the first Ooh. date was in atlanta and it was really cool like uh obviously coors was putting the the run on and so it, it it was it was dope I, in Atlanta. I think that we were in a club, and I think it was like the shows might have been like free even. Word. But um, but yeah, there was a lot of Coors Light to be drank, and and uh, <laughs> and we and we did that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I remember, it, it, you know, what you're saying about the, you know, there's kind of a pecking order, and mm-hmm. you gotta obviously respect. You know what I mean? You gotta respect everybody on the tour because you're you're not only are you working with tour managers and production managers, and all of a sudden you get on tour first day, there's a hundred people that you need to meet. Yeah. You know what I mean? From other, from the other touring parties yeah. to the production. And then you're going, Oh, is this, this venue's production or is this the production that's going to be on the tour? <laughs> yeah. And like, Am I seeing y'all for who's, a day Oh, this is so-and-so's like- DJ. You're like learning third date in, you know what I mean? And, Cause it's hard. And like, you're getting to know people's names and it's like a new experience and it's like a lot of moving parts. And the first show is usually atrociously bad because yeah. everyone is trying to figure it out. But, um, but yeah. And, and so it, Pac Div and 
Pharrell and NERD had like a previous relationship. I think it was like NERD like selected them. Okay. They were like, yo, you're coming with us. Okay. And so Pharrell had been working in the studio with them. And so it was kind of cool. We had like pretty like early like Pharrell vibes, nice, you nice, know, nice. where he like said what's up and said peace and super respectful. Awesome dude, you know. And then Cruz and I actually prior to them going on. So like once Pac-Div did their thing prior to them going on, we were all standing outside and like Pharrell was kind of like standing in a corner and he was even like doing vocal warm-ups but we were like we got to just go like say peace to him and tell him like what we do yeah. because because we wanted to be able to shoot him mm. and we wanted to be able to shoot the crew and we wanted to just be like we're with these guys like yeah because it's only eight shows we didn't want to like get two three four into it and we're all like sitting on our hands like not down to shoot the Absolutely. nerd because we don't Absolutely. so we we went up he was like doing, doing a vocal warm-up in the back of um the club in atlanta and like we went up to, to say what's up to him and he was like oh peace peace and he was just like so cool that's and we awesome. and that's like one thing you know it's like and that's, no, that goes back to what we were saying bro. that goes back to what we were saying earlier about you know just just being a, a you know a gracious human being yeah. just gets can get you so far out here you know Absolutely. what i mean and, and obviously for has all the talent in the world you know and 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 everything else that he needs but he's was also like super gracious to us yeah. so it's like i feel which is like a rare thing too like when people are gracious and when people are nice um it's like, oh shit, that was that was cool. Like you kind of expect, like I guess the reputation of the industry, you expect people to be assholes, or you expect people to have like massive egos or not talk to you. And partly that's kind of true, like in a lot of the areas of the industry. But so when you do come across that, and you are cool as shit, and you you know you 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 pay those respects, um, and you, when you get it back, it's a it's a really nice thing and a memorable thing. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and it's you know you're right. It's like. You know, you you meet different artists and you, certain certain people you vibe with, or just people in the industry you vibe with different folks, and like, so like sometimes you're a little let down by that. And and I always yeah. I remind people that I work with that it's it's you know it's hard because you're not gonna you know everybody's not gonna love you you know what I mean. And but at the same time, like with fans and individuals, you are a bigger deal than everybody else. So like that one time they met you whatever type of impression you made on them is going to last. Totally. You know, and so that is, as an artist, your responsibility to just understand that. Yeah, you, you, you understand that you're human, understand that, that you know, you're not going to be perfect and not everybody's going to like you, you know, but also understand that, yep, you, 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 you got that responsibility. And to just, to just proceed with caution, you know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes, you know, the artists that I've been around and worked with and stuff, I, like, I think that they do realize that and they kind of see, you know, that, but, but yeah. And so that was really refreshing, you know, and the rest of the crew was, the crew was super cool. Uh, Chad and getting to watch them every night was really inspiring for me because I kind of, it, to me, it separated like the men from the boys, so to speak, because I was watching, I was watching Pharrell, like just be a superstar and I was like, this is why this motherfucker is great every yeah. night. And it was what, a reminder. What, what, what was that? One thing that, that really was really stood out to me was he literally would make an attempt to make eye contact with everybody in the audience Ooh. individually, right? Ooh, that's scary I'm, for some artists. Oh, my God. And so here's the thing. Like, you know... Obviously, it's like I'm a big Pharrell fan. I'm even a big Pac Div fan, but those are my bros at this point in time. And I, you know, obviously, still the utmost respect for everybody involved. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still not afraid to fan out. I'm still not a, mm-hmm. afraid to tell these motherfuckers like I love their music and yeah. I'm like, you know, the biggest cheerleader. But then also like, 
getting to see watch Pharrell night in and night out and study kind of his performances and seeing what was making him great and what was separating him and like what was giving him that charisma. And that was one thing that really stood out to me at the time was he, he would make an attempt to make eye contact and I, cause he would make eye contact with me. I'd be like kind of sitting in the pit shooting shit and there would be certain parts of the time where I'd be like, oh yeah. And, and like the thing is, is <laughs> fans know, mes- fans know. Mesmerize. Puts you, puts no, you no, in a no, trance. No, no, no. I mean, and not like, not on a, like no corny shit, but like, no, 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 but yeah, that yeah. type of shit is like, yeah. you're at the concert. You paid to get there. You found parking. You brought your friends. He's touching you're you going, th- you're Dude. going to see this motherfucker play your favorite songs sharing a moment is what is why everybody is there yeah you know what i mean and so that's what i think that that to me separated him yeah you know what i mean i was like this motherfucker and 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 also it was like this confidence and charisma that he owned the stage yeah he was showing you that he owned the stage by making eye contact with you and reminding you that he owned the stage and that's that was something that just kind of stuck with me and and i've even heard that like i heard that kind of like after that they were talking about people talking about live performances and how to make your live performance better and blah, 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 blah. And I remember they were saying that about Drake early in his career because he kind of, he popped up so quick that he was playing these big ass rooms and he was probably stage fright a little yeah. bit. But then Drake early on, like you and I, we like, we opened up for Drake on one of his earlier shows and like, it's uh, here crazy we go. For here me. we go. No, it's crazy for me because you saw Pharrell look everybody in the no, eye I- I saw a mediocre at best performance, but everybody looking at Drake. Yeah. He was low-key looking above them. It was like he was performing to the room, but like nobody mattered. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it, it makes sense because like, bro, he, he came up really quick. Dude, yeah, and he wasn't at a point where he's going to like soak it in love his songs and like hit you like know you're here and be like you Vanessa like McCarthy from fucking God knows where like I'm locking in with you here yeah and I'm seasoned to where like I'm gonna hit y'all like I'm gonna talk to you yeah right so for me at that point it was crazy because like you start to like understand these things like I used to always come up being like damn Drake sucks as a performer early on right but then you understand that like it's a matter of, 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 of getting used to the climate. Like, he constantly got better. Not to say that he's one of those that I truly saw even now that, like, will blow you away. Like, an outcast. Like, the first time I saw outcast, like, I knew, like, I wanted to be involved in hip-hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Um, but, yeah, that, no, he's... he's come, he, he, no, it is. And, and it's something that, like, that I just, you know, I share with artists that I work with and stuff, too. And I'm just, like, I think it just shows, like, not only supreme confidence, but but... But ultimately, as as an entertainer, as a performer, you know that that's that's kind of that that's a, a special thing that you can do for people that is going to keep them coming back. Absolutely, and that's gonna that's gonna change their you know because they they're connecting with the lyrics already, so yeah. their heart is there. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And, and then when you can kind of like acknowledge them being there as yeah. well as in the human form, I think that that's that's and really it takes next time level because that's a legacy, bro. Like yeah. those dudes are consummate professionals. Oh yeah. And even at that stage, like Pharrell's is on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, oh, yeah. he's a timeless musician, like artist, creator. Um, but like he truly embodies an artist that like understands that the fan is what what has gotten him here and the fan is who he's gonna give back to. And and it's crazy that you say that because like how pri- like talking to the pack div dudes prior to like going out on the road and mm-hmm. like ex- getting to like meet Pharrell and like kick mm-hmm. it and shit, they were like, Oh yeah, this fool is just a Jedi. That was like the only way they could describe mm-hmm. it. Word. You know yeah. what I mean? And and they were just like, yeah, he's just, they're like, he's a Jedi. You know what I mean? And like, they were like, he's, 
he's just super, you know, like that was the only like way they could describe him. And I think that that's kind of how his live performance was. You know what I mean? Like, right. And he was performing this N.E.R.D. shit. So this is obviously way before the, yeah. the Pharrell of now. Yeah. This is the underground, like alternative rock yeah. Pharrell. But they were still fucking producing monster. Oh, records, yeah. So. And then, yeah. And then so him and Chad were producing monster records. And I, and so they would splice some of those in too a little mm. bit. But it was it was really N.E.R.D. music. And it was cool for me because I became like a kind of like a, a bit in high school. 15, 16, 17 was like a big NERD fan. Word. They were kind of counterculture-y, and Word. it was like cool. Everyone knew Pharrell was like making pop records, but he just had this like really cool band idea. Yeah, yeah. And His charisma. Or they did, and him and you know him and obviously Chad and and Shay like came together. And it's funny because a lot of like people that I respect now creatively kind of come from that like children of the NERD corn vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Tyler and just just ton, you know everybody like absolutely. And because they were just making such authentic music, and it was it was so good, um, it didn't really have obviously the full commercial vibe that that a lot of other stuff was ha- that a lot of uh, other stuff had at the time. But yeah, but yeah, it was really good regardless. You know. So you were out here. No, good. You were out here experiencing all these things, like, you know, and I'm and I'm starting to feel like you know, as you're going, like you're getting to the point where like I'm really feeling this, and you've experienced quite a bit. When did you discover Kyle, or like how did how did Your Kyle mix into the with, thing? With, with Kyle coming, was that later on? Yeah. So, like, when did the yeah, yeah, like or you went you went from like soaking it in, experiencing it, to like knowing that you wanted to be a part of this, and also like understanding that you wanted to play a bigger role, moving yeah. into like a management role, or when, like when I'm that, going to be a manager. Yeah. When, when, when were you willing to take that leap? Because like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I know you know damn well. Like, you weren't like you didn't think that you had everything in in your arsenal to do. What what you saw all these mentors and, and and these great managers were doing, but like you hit that point where you're like, yo, like okay, this this kid is hella fucking dope. Yeah, like, I'm gonna come on and and we're gonna make this work. Yeah. So okay. So uh, so that NERD tour happened, and then I like went back to Ventura to like my normal life, to my pizza delivery boy job. To back to school, just yeah. like, and it was just, oh, it hurts. I, and, and, my, and my, and my, and my young, you. my young super duper boys know about that too, because like when you like go out on the road and then you just get this taste <laughs> yeah, of the road life and then you got to go back to like your normal ass living yeah. in your parents' house. How was that like, for you, bro? I mean, it was hard. That's when it started. I started going like, all right, I need to pick my feet up and like, I need to start like being more assertive because I, you know. I want this. Not, it's not that I want this lifestyle all the time, but I just want to make it. I just want to legitimize it. Well, you, you know saw what I mean? It on such a high level too. Like you had, yeah. you, you had like a very anomaly of experience. It's not like you went with a, a group that was super indie doing their like you know thirty four state tour in their fucking shitty van. You're like yeah. is with one of the biggest groups you know of that time. Yeah. So you you had like this very special experience. Yeah. It was like the ultimate high of it, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it was like, it was, it was like a really, but at the same time, what, how we were moving with Pac Div, it was still very humble. Like we were in a, like we, we flew to a couple of shows, but we were in like a minivan and then, and then uh, grand hustle was like really fucking with Pac Div at the time. And so when we got to Atlanta, they were like taking us around in these like, eight passenger grand hustle yeah. blacked out vans and yeah. shit that I was probably like bulletproof and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so like no one could fuck with the King, yeah. you know what I mean? For real. Staying in, but like low key cool stories, like staying in like Jason Jeter had like cribs out there and like yeah. he's TI's manager. Wow. And, and you know, he, he worked on a uh, BOB's career. Most recently I think signed Travis Scott and like, 
anyways, he, yeah, he like put us up in their crib, and so we were staying in this like mansion in Atlanta, and Just we and then you'd be, and they'd be taking us, dude, and they'd be taking us out to strip clubs, and like we were in the club, fucking, you know, these like. Compound, there's like four thousand people in the club. It's like I'm like literally the only white, white person dude, in yeah. there, and I'm getting so much attention for it. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was like was it negative and positive. Or no, was it was all positive. Love? It was all positive because I, I think it's like I have long hair. I seriously mm-hmm. look like a beach bum, and so like you were Matthew McConaughey. Like I mean, like yeah, and and I'm like young. They probably tell him. They probably like like everybody could just tell I'm too young. That the, like the thugs and shit weren't threatened by me, and no. it was just like big booty ratchet girls like coming up to me and just me being like all shook and like not knowing how to act and like it was great. So so there was a little bit of that. I'm I'm totally like getting off it's topic, love. but. But that first tour was like, there was a lot of like moments. There was tons of moments, but there was tons of like hustle and grind and being in the van with the Pack Div Boys and like sorting shit out and yeah. like figuring out roles and like motherfuckers getting tired of each other type shit. So how, get back. How'd you, how'd you like, were you, did you need to assert yourself there or were you just out there like shooting film? Yeah, I, or, I mean, I you, was or, just or shooting. Were you, that, were you that dude that like would come in and be like, fellas, like. You know Did what? You no, no. You know no? what it is like. I, I was like really just getting to know them, so I, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, not so you like overstep my boundaries. I was kind of just digesting a lot of it, and like, you know, if there was a place where I could help and obviously make people's lives easier, I was ho- jump into that. You know what I mean? Were, trying you, were to you learning more of like what you wouldn't do? I was, I was, and I, I think that it was just, you know, they had like, dude, having a group, man, where you have like three, four, five creative yeah. people, if you're including the manager, if you're including the DJ, if yeah. you're including all three artists, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, Like and Mibs are brothers. Yeah. And so it's like, they've been, they've been, you know, rocking around each, rocking since birth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Be Young, we've been rocking with them since fucking, I think, might have even been like middle school or before then. You know what I mean? So these guys, this was like a family that I was kind of entering into. And so I, I kind of definitely just tried to observe. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I, I remember I, I, I journaled a lot. I wrote a lot of really? stuff down. Yeah, because I was like, I was coming from this like journalistic aspect and I was taking photos and I was, you know, recording film and I was shooting iPhone shit and I was just like digesting and I, I remember just journaling a lot and writing a lot of stuff down. And there was a lot of conversations and things I was staying completely out of. You yeah. know what I mean? Granted, I like I had an opinion. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. but I was, you know, I was kind of just playing the playing the back back seat and kind of just trying not to get in their way too much. But also, I it inspired me because I saw them and I believed in them, and loved their music so much, and I was like. Yo, I want to manage these fucking guys. Word. And I would see the thing is, is I'm 21, 22 at the time, and I, I, part of me is also going like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't even really know how to manage a group, but I get, I care, I care yeah. more than anybody. Like yeah. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And I don't think I ever even, I don't know if I ever was like, yo, I want to manage y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there were so many moving parts. They had attorneys and they had labels and they had all these like moving things that I was like, I don't even know if I step into this, like don't know what the I'm everyone's, I'm everyone's intern already. I can't step in and be <laughs> yeah. the manager. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so yeah, there were, I don't even know if I, I, I ever like even presented it. And I think I probably was like, man, I would love to manage you guys. And I think you I could do sure it. Had and that I cared. Your journal, Loki, I, like, oh, I had, I, yeah, I, I wrote down just so many things, so many things to do, so many things not to do. If, you know, if this is a situation that I'm in control of, I got to make sure to, not you know what I mean not do this do this wow this was amazing and then there was also just daily like vibes like yeah we're driving through fucking 
wherever right now and this is what it looks like and you know what's funny is i haven't gone back i haven't gone back and looked at it but that's something yeah that's something that to me i think when whenever i'm on the road i always try to do that a little bit and check in that's dope man it's 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 a real vibe and and it's something that that um at some point i'm gonna be excited to look back on oh all day if i can read my chicken scratch all day i I think you need it's almost more for the moment you're like yeah oh yeah yeah so great but that's crazy so yeah so 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 we did that so we did that first tour and there was like like i said real high some highs and some lows and moving around and fucking being in new york city for the first time ever i remember being at this city that never sleeps oh being in this like and it was like june i think at the time and like being on this rooftop party in brooklyn and that was like when i like fell in love with new york city and i was like yo i gotta live here someday because it was like warm and everybody's just so cool in New York. Yeah. And everybody's just like dressed so cool. And it was just like, it's just so, you know what I mean? You know how the city is. And, yeah. And so, so yeah, there, there was just a lot of highs. And then I get back and I'm like doing my normal shit. But so you said something really important there because like, I, like that's, that's what we were kind of like, I wanted to try and get at. But yeah, it was on that, it was on that trip where like your want of management had been kind of like sparked, realized. Sparked, yeah, yeah. Like that, well, and se- that seed was there. I mean, since 18, I told y'all, since 18, and I discovered like Scooter. But you believed yeah. it. So yeah. I, knew I, wa- I already knew I wanted but to be a manager. You're, but and now I kinda- you're in, in, influenced by it. Now it's like, uh, so what I'm looking for, you're encompassed by it. You're uh, immersed. Yeah, in I'm it. in it. I'm in it. And yeah. now I'm like, man, I can actually do this shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Now you're really yes. I'm like, it. I can actually do this shit. Yes. So, so that's Cause, when. Because like you're seeing cats that like, know what they're doing but don't like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i could do this i could do this yeah yeah Yeah. and that's what i was learning too and i was i was kind of like understand i just learned a lot of the i i learned what was important about having a manager yeah was like sometimes trying to make decisions everything internally as a group and some of the things that they were battling and going going with and and stuff like that is just like i was just going oh you know like that might be just it's just difficult but they were do, they were making do with what they had yeah, yeah. which which over the years of doing it myself that's what i'm learning yeah. and and with a lot of people that we work with, that i work with on a regular basis on tour it's like we're 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 doing the best we can with what we got yeah. right, like right. we got like you know what i mean we can't afford to pay cats like industry standard rates you yeah. know what i mean we have to have our homeboys out there yeah. with us who our homeboys know us they you know what i mean they might like it's not the same like work friendship vibe like lines get blurred on the road that's that's what i'll say about the road is lines get blurred Word. you're you're fucking sometimes it's like the the you know everybody is every role yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like i might need to fuck around and and press play you know what i mean on the yeah. dj on the turntables or you know what i mean like whatever yeah. it takes yeah. you know what i'm saying and so so that's one thing that I that I I learned out there, and then so kind of getting back to like the, my my normal life, I was like, okay, I need, I tasted it, and now I need to to figure out how I can make this my life. Which is, how can- which is actually interesting. Not to interrupt, but I'm gonna interrupt. Hey, <laughs> let's go. No, because it actually like it also could have worked in the opposite way, but it didn't. Like you could have saw that life, saw been immersed in it, saw what it is, and been like, ah, oh, fuck this. Like, yeah. this is actually terrible. Like, I'm not going to endure this. This is not for me. But, like, the fact that it, like, validated what you wanted to do was something special. Um, because unless you're in it, like, it's purely a fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it really is, like, the music industry is not what everyone thinks it is at, oh, by, no. by, by any chance. And 
it can you can get deterred by it or it can eat you up and spit you out very quickly so the fact that you came back from that um probably exhausted i'm sure yeah but was like that's exactly now what i want to do that validation must have been like uh something great to elevate you to to get you to take that next step yeah yeah i mean the quality of life on tour is just like and and without like you know obviously the little the little money the no money that we were making and you know it was just it's all passion fueled that is what that's what pays you is the quality of life i'm on the road i'm with my homeboys i'm fucking like we're we're like having the best time of our lives we're seeing parts of the country that we've never seen before we're meeting people we're like just experience it's so valuable you know what i mean and so that's like what makes up for like not making it not like not getting paid and like you know all yeah, of but that. that's not for everybody i mean some yeah. people would be like not getting paid are you kidding me like yeah. i i could easily take this route and get this job you know um work up the ranks have security do that like really i'm gonna be on the road and endure like this very aggressive way of living yeah. that's pretty broke yeah. you know at, at least at the stage that you Absolutely. were at so again i mean it's it's tough to i mean look from my from my background being an artist like it is passion driven and that's why you do it you don't do it necessarily but for sometimes the money. you go out there what you're saying is sometimes you go out there and figure out this ain't for me like i'm 100%. not i'm not cut out for it well that's and yeah. that, that's what i'm saying because you saw it on a very high level so the fact that you actually were like it validated you to want to do it oh yeah was something I, that's very, very it honestly was special. like it was like one of them aha like you were born to do this shit right like, now go right, like dude. now go like now like, now put the boots on yeah that's why you know i want to emphasize that moment because it really could have swung the opposite way because you like before that you were living the fantasy you saw a band on stage at the key club you had no clue what this really was about and yeah. then you did see Behind what it was curtain. about you went behind the curtain. You're like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. It. This is act. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like for what, sure. What, yeah. Fantasy killed, but no, not for sure. I'm doing this. Was yeah. there was there a divide for you? Because I know through experience, you know, there, there's there's one really important thing, um, in the capacity of whether it's management or just being there for a group, and and there's a very like tightrope line of of rocking with like partying with the artist. It, but all, or also separating that like you're there to handle their business. Like, yeah, it, that, that, that to me is is a line that can get blurred very quickly with cats. And what I've learned in that process, you know, from just my experience, like it played out like really well for me. Um, but I want to know, like, when did you start thinking about that? Because you, you you see a lot of friends that come on. Right. And it's crazy how like you have a, a big group of friends early on that starts out and then it kind of trickles down. And like the, the 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 ones that are getting their shit done are the friends that it's stay on. There's people scorn and whatnot. But like when you look back and see what that divide is, it's there are those that are out there and like are just like so enamored by the lifestyle and all that shit that comes with it. But then you start to really understand that, like, if you're going to be a player in any artist life. Right. Or if you're going to have any capacity where you're guiding somebody's career, there has to be a separation between their homie and like a dude that they party with and somebody they can look to to say, y'all fucking up or we need to do this correctly or nah, I'll catch y'all later because I got to be up and handle my business. Yeah, because when you think as like a young dude in the game that like 
damn, like, oh, shit, if I don't go out with them, they're going to think I'm a bitch. But what the sinister, like, wild shit is, is sometimes when you're, like, able to put your foot down for responsibility, cats look at a motherfucker and be like, yo, who who is that? Like we need to hold on. We need to keep this cat on board because like he's he, assertive and yeah. shit. And you know what? Uh, to be to be completely honest, thinking back about it, like I don't know if on my first tour, if I was like the most assertive, helpful, you know, mm-hmm. break down walls for artists type of cat. Because I was I was so wide eyed and I was so green to all of it, and so I was kind of like in the background, just like taking it all in and staying out of the way. Like I was staying out of the way, so yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't were, fucking anything up. Like, but I was, eye, and I was passionate. Watching, yeah, yeah, and I was watching it. And then it was probably like second, third tour when I'm like, okay, this is what needs to get done. I'm gonna help. You know, if you're not helping, you're you're in the way. You know what I mean? If you're not like helping the shit, you need like you're in the way. And you're 100% right as, like, you know, when it first starts out, it's always, like, bring all the homeboys. Everybody's invited. Because you don't want to feel that anybody's not included. You want to include everybody. Yeah. And then the people who really want to be included understand that this – it's work. You right. know what I mean? It's work out here. And that's, like, what goes back to what we were saying about tour. Yeah. yeah going back, just talking about tour, it's, like, it's the most fun you're going to ever have. It's everything that they say it is, but it's also the hardest – longest grind that anyone has ever endured type shit and and uh it's funny because um my boy g easy and like his crew who we toured with with kyle they they always say they like say another day in the coal mine you know and it's like (laughs) it's half-hearted joking and it's half like nah like this is a grind like we're all out here like working our asses off yeah and and yeah, so so after that first tour, kind of like st- sticking with the the, the chron- chronology of the story or whatever, getting right. back to it, I came back was like, yo, I need to do this, yeah. whatever, boom. Pactive had another tour, Mac Miller, right. In the meantime, I'm throwing parties, I'm working with local artists, like I mentioned, doing my little blog shit. Then, probably in between that time, I'm already like familiar with Kyle uh, Kyle's music, and at the time, he's probably 16, 17 years old, junior senior in high school, same age as my younger brother. How are you familiar with this shit? I, I actually remember seeing my younger brother's like his same grade. Okay. And so they're, they're three or four years younger than me. And he put me onto it and they did this like little beatbox, like rap shit on YouTube that they put on YouTube. And I just thought it was hella creative and cool. And I'm like, these little motherfuckers are funny and like, cool, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And I just kept my eye to it. You know what I mean? And like, I just kept paying attention because at that time I was digging. Like Word. I was like I was telling Nushi, I I used to burn like all the new mixtapes to CD and like play them in my whip as I drove pizzas. And so I would it was like the best time to listen to music because I and I and I literally still envy that time to listen to music because it was like I could just you know over a pizza so shift over a pizza shift I could listen go through six different CDs. I love that you deliver pizza. You know, and and the yeah, thing is, is what special. what I yeah pizza boy records boy. Oh, <laughs> boy, boy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, no. Nah, so like, I uh, I I wish I actually like reviewed them and talked about them and stuff because I was like digesting so much music but you didn't, front uh, to in back. Hindsight, like fuck that. Like I, I I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, like being be I, I don't different. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. It's cool in like hindsight is twenty twenty. I was just a fan. Like yeah, just like, being a fan. Like, like, I, like I just had to interject and just like you know what I'm saying. But like that that moment and and those times like made you appreciate it. Like, but I just okay. wish I could like look back and be like. This is when I heard the Kendrick Lamar EP for the first time, and this is what I thought about it. Word. Because I'm, I was such a fan that I was like, 
I saw the greatness in all of this shit. But, I wasn't but, like critiquing but, it right but, away. But, I was kind of just being you like, look back at that time and say, this is when I heard that. And this is what I felt. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 No, like, you're not out here. Right. You're not you're out here writing right. for the fucking source. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. get lost in it. You know, yeah. like, sometimes like if you're thinking too much well, about critiquing sausage it. pizza in this car. Well, I just wish I, I wish I would have like, talked about it i mean i wish i would have journaled about it or maybe any, yeah. any of these things that we're talking about that's my type of, that's my Word. style is like, journal yeah, like i wish i would have just it. been reflected on it and yeah. been like this is what i actually I thought about envied this. when he said he journaled like that whole touring experience. i love that like, man i envied but like I, i've been the type of dude to like fucking like have told myself i'm gonna write a sort of journal for the past fucking 15 years yeah like, you know what i'm saying like ever since i was in high school i was like bro like I'm just going to journal, and I didn't. like and even like going Allow yourself you that I, time. I was Allow- experiencing it. I didn't journal about it. And I look back and be like, damn, like, what if I look back in my notebook and saw uh, with that? Well, I have videos and shit. Yeah. So but, but like, th- th- that's the beauty of it, though. Like, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yep, yep, yep. You know Absolutely. Saying? And so, so uh, uh, just digesting a bunch of music and then, and then um, paying attention to, like, local cats and, like, what people were doing up in Ventura, which, like... You know, and it's a very barren scene, though, or was it bubbling? I, no, it was very barren. But I, but I was like using all my angst and energy to turn it into something I and make people you. give a fuck. I, Word. you know, and like, I saw like greatness in a lot of these like local cats who were doing it, and I was just like, yo, like let's 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 work together and let's like figure this out. And I just had you know a zillion ideas. And the thing is, is I could get through to them a little more, especially now. It's like, and then I'd been on the road. And so, like, I've been on the road, and so I have, like, credentials now. <laughs> you feel, feel me? You. Like, but oh, not really. Like, yeah. I was, <laughs> man, I remember I, I coming back off though. that first time, coming back off that first tour, man. And, and like, it's funny because the Super Duper Boys, like, we, I, I can relate, but it's just, like, nobody can tell you shit when you just got off, like, the road with, like, for, I was just on the road with Pharrell, yeah. like, Pac Div. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you going to tell me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just anybody, like. And so that 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 was definitely like a moment of confidence and 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 whatever and just like wow solidifying the fact that I could actually do this, and then so Pac Div went on the road with Mac Miller, and he was somebody who I had like dug into his music and you know I was like he's really dope very very talented and I kind of got it he was putting out a ton of YouTube videos really creative shit that he was just shooting with his homeboys and it was like it was really cool I like watched his come up. And then at that time, like, you know, Mac Miller's probably like, I don't know, at the time he's like 18 or something, super young. Kyle's like 17. I was like kind of watching Kyle's trajectory and I'm like, bro, this like fool's like hella creative. He could like kind of fit in that lane. Tons of personality, tons of charisma, just a star. You know what I mean? And then I go out on the road with Mac Miller and I just see it. And it's like 1,500 people every night in like 40 markets in North America. And then he puts out his album like halfway through the tour, Blue Side Park, and it's like shoots to number one, does over 100,000 copies. And then like, I remember like on that tour, I like sent Kyle like a a Facebook message and I kind of, and I had been, I, during that tour I was like journaling and just writing ideas hey, down. shout out to your fucking journal. journal. Shout out to my journal. Yeah, yeah, my, my iPhone notes, my iPhone notes and then I obviously had like a, a real like journal that I was like writing, you know, pen to pad but, but yeah, I remember that at some point during that tour I was like, yo, Kyle can do this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to Mac Miller and his whole crew. They had a great crew. They were like, very fucking on point. They were like very hardworking, very focused, had all the right pieces, tour management, uh, lighting, yeah. fucking sound guy. Yeah. His He had all his homeboys with yeah. him. So he had that energy and um, and it was great. And they were good peeps to us too. They really took care of us too. And like, 
um, that's Pactive, and Pactive did their thing too. And w- so when I saw that, I was like, ah. And I remember sending Kyle like funny thing. It was we were in Atlanta again at like one of Jason Jeter's like mansions out there <laughs> in the middle, and like it was late at night, and I just it was like so close to my heart for some reason. I remember sending Kyle like a Facebook message like, bro, I'm out here on the road with Mac Miller. Like this fool's killing shit. Like he's doing. 1200 tickets in every market in North America. Really? Like I'm like I see you being able to get to this level. You know what I'm saying? I'm like wow. and and I'm like watching them do it and I've been watching how they've been doing it for the last year and a half and I'm like I know what we need to do. Word. This and then like kind of put together a couple itemized steps about like what we need to do. And this is the end of 2011, I think, and then like starting 2012 like 1 January 1, I was like focused on Kyle's shit and I was like, "Yo, Let's like do what, this. Let's what make was this his a thing. response to that? Like what? You know what's funny is I think that he was kind of he kind of had reached out to me a few times before that and kind of like that. But I was like really like just kind of like I understood like that's the one thing that I understand about management is it's like and that's why I've literally managed one artist and have only well I, I've worked with other artists and stuff, but I've literally really only managed yeah. one artist. Well, and it's because it's just such an emotional commitment. Yeah, it's basically saying like, do, it's almost like it's like you're gonna get in a relationship with I them. Feel you. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're gonna get in a relationship with them, and like there needs to be a lot of waters being tested, and there needs to be a lot of, um dating a little bit yeah. there's a little bit of like there's a little bit of like the dating thing where you like kind of feel people out or the babysitter's like, vetting process like you you think you think that if you want to come into this family or help build this family yeah they feel comfortable with you yeah and so kyle and i had known each other and we had worked together on a couple of little projects we had thrown some local shows together and they like and i me being the promoter and kind of like organizing the venue the event putting the flyer together putting the whole event on and they went fucking amazing Ooh. so at that point after we had already done that and that's in between the first two tours kyle's already like bro like i need your help let's rock type shit yeah and so so like kind of when i hit him with that then it was like he had kind of been like yeah well bro like i'm, I'm already known but it's just a, it was kind of about me to be Word. like and take the initiative and be like yeah. okay i'm gonna like line these dots up for you got it and we're gonna start you know well attacking like, it now for you because that's like really your first gig as a manager at that point that yeah. january one like january I'm, one. I'm a manager now yep did yep. you have all right so as a manager there i mean there's so talk many to th- him joe man there's just so many things important like taking on that role like talk to him joe when you, when you <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i'm just thinking like you know someone who hasn't done it before right yeah you have to have like access like that's super important i, I mean I, these are just the things i think are important right yeah um, I think access is, is huge, right? Knowing knowing who to go to, knowing the right content, uh, contacts to put the dots together, like you mentioned. Um, how important is like knowing about the industry and like for you and yourself to take on this management role at that time after being on those two tours? I mean, you know touring, you see how, how people broke, you see how people filled venues, you see how people make money, how people's songs you know go up the charts and sell. But do you necessarily like know how to do that just because you saw it? I mean, did you know enough about the industry to take on this responsibility of someone's career? Like, I think, I mean, in just my perspective, is like taking on a management role has got to be super hard without being an expert in it. But, but you believe in someone so much and you're like, yo, I can help you and that, I'm willing to help you. I may not know everything, but I, I, 
we can make this happen. Like, how do you like combine those worlds together? You know? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's, that's a, that's a really good question. And you're, you're so right. It is so like daunting and especially someone who, and managers I'm sure can attest to this is just like someone who cares about the artist and like, whatever it's like easy to like want to manage the dude who's like on fire (laughs) you know what i mean it's like it's hard to be like i see something in you and this needs to be cultivated and yes i'm gonna dedicate myself to you do i know if it's gonna work not really but But i hope it's gonna do but do i have all the connections no do i have all the fucking answers no but but am i gonna fight for you to the death yes but it's like and then when you're willing to make that decision when you're willing i think that when your belief in it and your your want to and your passion for it just super seeds all the fears very important that's when it's like let's rock yeah and, and, and especially at that stage and i had you know what i mean it's like I, at that point it's really cool because you got nothing to lose you know what i mean it's like i was like i'm seeing mac miller and i'm like I, we need to be doing this shit like wh- how what c- how can we put this shit together to do this you yeah. know what i'm saying like we're seeing that it's possible it's possible i'm like he's doing it and i'm like w- and i'm watching it very closely and i like kind of understand all the pieces that, that's going on with him you know what i mean and obviously insanely talented very hard working cat but i was like kyle has this energy about him you know what i mean he and, does. and and he was also just super impressionable at that age where he was like once he like was willing like kyle is like you know was willing to take corrective criticism and like ideas like he's very open to ideas of people around him and he's like he he's like a great person to work with in that respect so it's like initially it was like we we had we like clicked well because i was like having i was like pretty specific about certain things i started like having an opinion about let's do this and not this and let's do this and not that and he was always like yeah it makes sense you know what i mean well when did you think like uh, i think like it's been a rule of thumb uh that for an artist you when when do you get when do you get a manager right that's a common question like when do you get a manager i've always been told you know rule of thumb is get a manager when you can't do uh, when you can't do it yourself anymore, when basically you've kind of pushed your own limit and you need to take that next step. Do you think that, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. That's just kind of like, it's been a common phrase that's popped up in it, when I was an artist. Um, what do you feel like for an artist, like for someone like Kyle, when he was, at this time he was buzzing, he was doing it. How did you add value? And did you think, I guess for him, what am I trying to say? When, was, when, when did he know he needed you at that time? Like, was when you would add more value than he could actually Th- add that, for I, I mean, you know what? That's, like, an interesting question. I think that what I really provided to the equation was just this passion yeah. and this work ethic that I was, like, I, by I any like, means like necessary. the belief that it was possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I kind of came back, and I was just, like, lit a fire under it, and I was, like... Let's do this. And I know he was paying attention. And prior to that, we had Kyle and I had like through working together on a couple of these little events that were like very successful for what they were. I think he understood like I wasn't like full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I think that with a lot of artists and managers, it's like sometimes people are full of shit, and not because they want to be full of shit, just because maybe they were they wrong, something. or they hit a wall, or whatever, or they they couldn't do it, you know. And so I think that he, I think he had experienced some of that in his like you know, very young career. Granted, he's like 17 or 18 at the time, right, right, you know? Right. So he's like very young and he's just looking for, for, for a squad to move with because he understands like, at that point, it's like Tyler's doing his thing, you know, Mac Miller's doing his thing and he's probably seen all these cats with squads and he's like, okay, I need, where's my squad at? Like, what's yeah. up? And so he had, you know, he definitely had some other, he had a lot of pieces to the squad, which okay. was cool. We had our, our um, 
like our music video director, videographer named Jacob Owens, who's like extremely talented, extremely hardworking. And, and, you know, him and I worked on a lot of creative for music videos and those, and, you know, he like, we like, he was living in Arizona and we'd like buy him a hundred dollar plane ticket and he would like come sleep on the couch and just shoot for us for free. And we would like work sun up to sundown and be as creative as possible. And he would edit the shit and turn it around and we'd drop it and it would like, you know, and it's like been really like a, you know, it's just been like a one foot in front of the other type of, type of thing. Yeah. And so... So, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, to give advice to, like, artists and or managers from either side, it's like, that. I I think that's a good rule of thumb. Like, exhaust your resources and and really work hard as an artist because ultimately, and and this is something I'm kind of learning more now, is as, like, you know, in a typical management, artist-manager relationship, like, the manager is commissioning off, like, you know, 15 to 20% off of what the artist makes. So the manager is like such a minority, sh- not even shareholder, minority like partner in this business. So it's like the art, the, I mean, the artist needs to do 80% of the pushing, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like not, not really. A lot of times it's the manager doing 80% of the pushing, but the artist needs to be right there, you know, and, and, well, you, and at the forefront, know, the artist needs to, to be at the forefront. 20% is going to make sense from that degree of like your work is going to be validated based on somebody working with you. Re- working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really hard. And that's my thing is just catching like, w- you know, vibing with the artist and like understand, like there's some intangibles that I think artists need to have in, in order to like have success in the music industry straight up. And I will like sit down with people and not even talk about music artists that I'm like potentially thinking about working with or whatever. And being like, you didn't like, you need like three, three, you need to be exceptional at three of them. And if not damn near all of them, if you want to be like a superstar, what, and, are, and, so, what are some of those things? Okay, and you know what's funny is okay, so some of those get things are so, 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 yeah. Tell, so, me, tell, me, what, tell um, me, tell me what ex artist needs okay, in so, your mind. So it, it obviously starts with great music. Word. Like you have to have great, great music. Hundred percent. Um, it, it, like nothing goes anywhere without great music, and yeah, you you got to have that. And then you got to have work ethic. You have to have a great work ethic, and you have to be willing to literally like work to the bone, you know, forget all the creative shit, forget all the glitz and bullshit. Like you gotta be like, and, and the bigger artists work the fucking hardest. They're up, yeah. they're like doing a show in an arena and then waking up and doing press at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. No you know question. what I mean? And, and then, um, and then I think you need to have, um, you need to have like, a really solid brand and a really solid image. And so you could separate kind of those into two, maybe, you know? Um, and there's like a couple of things that kind of fit into this, like charisma and star power and, you know, but like the brand and the image and the look and like, you know what I mean? You got, there's gotta be something like sticky about you that makes people like want to look at you. Cause like, yeah. if you're going to be a superstar, you're going to get looked at a lot, Yeah, you know? So, so yeah. So like, the first three are super concrete. What did I say? I said uh, music, work, work ethic, ethic and, brand. and then brand, brand you know, and, ha- and and just identity, you know. And then it's like, um, yeah, it's like you got to have that. You got to have a, a good like image too. Yeah. So that kind of like fits into brand. But then like, I, I guess the last thing would be team, you know. So all the great, great artists have great teams. Yeah. And that kind of it tracks back to the team but it also tracks back to the artist because the artist is essentially recruiting the team you know and so the artist is the one who's like 
curating the team and understanding why they would need to bring this person on and not this person and how to knowing when to trim the team or grow the team and where, you know, and the manager can kind of help with that too. And the, you know, the manager is like good with that too. But, but yeah. And the reason why I kind of talk about, you know, superstars because so, so Nushi mentioned Dan Wiseman earlier and cause I was, I brought him up. Uh, so Dan Wiseman, uh, currently, you know, works at Rock Nation, manages Capital Cities, um, who's had, like, tremendous international success over the past few years. Yeah. Um, big record, Safe and Sound. And yeah, then he, huge. and then previously, he, he managed, he managed um, Wale, or Mike Posner, and then Wale, and had two really good runs with them. And I, I met him when I was, like, 18 or 19 year old, years old by chance at a show. And, and I stayed in touch with it, like randomly got his number. He had like a, a mer- like a Wale merch piece on that was mm-hmm. rare. And I was like, where'd you get that? And he was like, he was like, well, I managed Wale. And I was like, oh, okay, dope. Well, what's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're the guy I, oh, really? I, I was trying to meet you yeah. like, oh, perfect. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, you do. And then we started, yeah. And then we started chopping it up and he asked me what I thought about Mike Posner at the time prior to him working, working with him. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm. I'm already bumping Mike Posner's mixtapes and shit, and he's 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 on, he's about to be on. He's yeah. gonna be, and he's like, oh, I'm thinking about working with him. It's good to hear. Blah blah blah. So he gave me his email. Biggest mistake he ever made. <laughs> I started just, I started rapid firing, hitting him with just every question Tenacious in the work. Fuck. Don't do this to me. No, I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> it, whatever, you know. But I started hitting him, and I think that he maybe saw saw something kind of assertive, and I don't even know. He maybe saw like a that I was doing my homework. Yeah. Like I, I try to pride myself Early on just on. really be, Yeah. Really just being a student of the game, not asking him like completely stupid shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Applicable paying shit. attention to like his career and his artist career and what they're doing, how they're yeah. moving. You know what I mean? Not just like, help me. How yeah. can you help me? You know, yeah. that's like the stupid thing is I was trying to provide value for him. And a piece of art, a piece of advice that he gave me that I will never forget. And I, and I have this conversation with everybody is he said, don't, he, because I told him I want to be a manager, and he said, "If you want to be a manager, hold on, I got to make sure I say this right." He said, "Only manage an artist that you can, you think can be a global fucking superstar." Word. He said, "Otherwise, all the work you put in and all the doors and things you have to do won't be worth it." So this was early on. This is before I'm even like getting my foot in the door, but it was such a valuable piece of advice because it really guided me Mm. because it made me early more selective. It made me being like, it made me even more of a student of the game because now I was going, who's a superstar, who's not a superstar and why? You know what I mean? Raising the the bar. It was raising the bar right away, right away. Even for you, not even for the talent you're looking for, for you and your own mind of like where you need to elevate your level. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Like, oh shit, wait, wait. I'm not thinking of like Ventura cats. No. I'm thinking of like global cats and like where I need to be. Oh shit. And like, I think you have to mentally take on that responsibility first before you can help somebody. Like you have to be prepared first to be like, all right, can I make something global? Can I, can I deal with something that's global? Um, and, and get to that level, which is very hard, man. I think it, Dude, it's, 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 a, it's a big challenge, especially if you, if you're just jumping into it at the first, uh, yeah, step. like what he said was he was like, if you don't think that your artist You're can stack up against, time. if you don't think your artist can stack it up against Lady Gaga, and at that time, you know, oh yeah. nine, he's like, if you don't think your artist can stack up against Lady Gaga and like her cultural social influence at the time, then 
y- y- like just understand that you know what I mean. And I, and I was just how like, how do you believe that though? Like, how do you, yeah, fucking Nolan up. from Ventura, believe like, oh yeah, yeah, no, uh, we're gonna be be competing with Lady Gaga. Well, so here at this time, I was managing no artist. This is like when I yeah. this is this is my very formative years when I like this is like damn near a couple months after I go to that Pac Div show and yeah. I'm like. This is when I'm like just fanning, diving into music, listening right. to everybody's so he shit. Set your frame up. Yeah, he set that frame up, and 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 you know what's so funny is like, I I will never forget it, and I and I'm so appreciative of it, and I and I think it matters so much. And granted, it's like I'm not working with any superstars, yeah. but but it's something to me that really makes sense. Yeah. Because now I'm going to see, I'm seeing people that I've crossed paths with in the industry work on that superstar direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm watching it. And I'm seeing different things about them. And that, that's kind of why I brought up those like little five kind of intangible yeah. things that I've like decided, you know. But let that, me ask you something about those five things. Yeah. Because. I, I need to put this in. I'm going to write this down and really put day. it in a book no, someday. Better, and make better, them chapters. Make them this. chapters. No, you better journal about this because, bro, like understand this. Like when push comes to shove and, and time has it that way. Like I want your autobiography to be these journal entries that like yeah. that come through time. You know well, saying? yo, it can't be an autobiography. I'm all about self help. I'm okay, gonna perfect. I'm gonna write some well, shit that's well, for you well, for for everybody yeah. else. It's not about me. It's not so, about me. So when, when you put out the book called The Manager and Me, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> get up, Lucy. Hey, cra- right. hey, crazy title alert! Crazy <laughs> title alert! So so you 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 put this you, you put this just like you put your journey out into the world. Let's just keep it as basic as that. But there's something I want to touch on with with the, with this with with the five that you got to, and also just like in conjunction with with godly advice that Wiseman did give, because like that that advice low key is like is very 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 transformative. Yeah, and he doesn't even probably remember that he yeah. told me that, but and, that's and, what and, he was and, feeling and, at yeah, the time. And low key, God knows if at that time he really believed it, but that's one of those like sayings that will guide your journey, right? But. When when it comes to like the hard work and 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 and, and the brand and the music and, and 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 the fucking work ethic and then like the personality and all that like let's be very fucking honest. Kyle had seeds of that like, and I'm saying yeah. Kyle because that was your first like yeah. seed. Right? Yeah. Any artist that is 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 courted by a manager or the first step in each other journeys like let's be very real they should have these things but they don't yeah no 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 they don't this is something that that that, that you may tell like artists that are in the game and that are working and 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 that you come across now or that you even like have as your five finger barometer like without vocally saying it to them but like when you're like okay like Kyle should like okay this video director is coming into play or or this like artist or this producer like okay let me chop it with him and like hit my little five finger no 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 but but for you from 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 that standpoint like your experience showed you that these these are really and and, and this is kind of what I want to cut into is that your experience and and and, and the things that you've come across have had had allowed you to understand the importance of these things. You're you're in you're you're also in a position where you have a great soul, a great energy, a fiery passion, and you've experienced things and have put the context into your into your world in in that present moment and also what you wanted from the future, um, based on the 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 understanding of these pillars, right? So. In in this management role, being you jumping in and 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 deciding if you want to create a family, also understanding that if you're 
inkling about said artist is is true and like you know he has a star in you 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 know goddamn well you have to pull it out of him oh yeah 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 right? oh, so for you at that point like yes granted folks like i'm 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 I'm, we're speaking about ahead, but I want to take it back because there's something very important here, and like I think that it's very pivotal in your journey, and like I just wanted to touch on that just for the the community and the ether of, of this world of music, um, instead of just glossing over like the five pillars of fucking like yeah, greatness and music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you understood these things, but like how how like you know it, it it wasn't written for you to know how to do these things, but you also knew that like damn like. There's something about Kyle that's just like really fucking special. And then I'm seeing Max Miller, I'm seeing these cats. Like, I've reached the apex where I'm like, yo, like, you could be here. You have everything that it takes to be here. I'm also seeing that these dudes work extra fucking hard. I'm also seeing that these dudes have something about them. I'm also seeing that these dudes like touch these crowds and their music is on, whether it's on for everybody or whether it's on for these 1,500 white girls and a couple like dudes in the yeah, crowd yeah. that are rocking with them. Um, for you in embarking on that journey with Kyle, knowing that like, you know, these are certain pillars that you want to aspire towards. Also knowing that, you know, you guys are going to be learning together. Yeah. Right. You know, what was it for you and how was that process of like bringing that out of each other? Like, I'm not even going to like compartmentalize it for him, but like, what was it for you? To make sure that okay, you knew that this artist that you you were working with needed to have these things. Yeah. Well, no, no. You know what's funny is that like five finger barometer, as you called it, <laughs> is something I've kind of developed more recently. Okay. Watching just the climate and like Word. watching how people are moving and like who is really really succeeding. Okay. You know, by industry standards, more Got than you. anything. Got I mean, you. granted, that is like that's in relation to what. So, so I've been mulling over Dan Wiseman's quote, mm. you know, him looking down on me. He's, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Him looking down on me and being like, or this is how I remember it in the back of the club being like, if you want to manage artists, on, like, only go into, like only go into business working for artists that you think are going to be superstars, Word. you know? And I don't think that anybody does it any differently. If everybody, every, I mean, young managers are out there going like, well, I think that my guy's going to be a superstar yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And so I, I haven't figured that out. I, I haven't created that kind of like idea until gotcha. more recently. Gotcha. So at the time, what I saw in Kyle that made him a soup, in my opinion at the time, made holler him a superstar. Me. Let's go, holler at me. Was, I, I mean, Kyle is extremely, extremely talented He's I mean, charismatic so charismatic, bro. so yeah. charismatic. I think he has just such a unique vibe. Um, I think he just has a, a very star-like vibe. But he could also just sing and rap his ass off. Word. You know what I mean? He, like, his, his melodies and stuff high. and his understanding of melodies and how, like, he just had, like, this knack for, like, wanting to make pop, making pop records, like, mm. from a really indie place. Like, yeah. having the shittiest beat, but, like, writing these big-sounding hooks on top of Word. it. And so I was just like, and then also wasn't afraid to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like loves the, loves the camera, uh -huh. loves fans, mm. lo like very, you know what I mean? Not afraid to be the guy and yeah. not afraid to like, you know. Um, Did you see that early on? Yeah. Like very, very early on. Okay. And, and like. I, I saw that in him. We did a couple little shows, and it was like this fool, like light on stage. He like he was like this normal dude, and then on stage it was just like he lit up. Word. And I'm just like, wow. I feel. You know what I mean? You. I get it. Like I get it now. Yeah. And so, I think that 
you know, it wasn't like one of those things where I saw him and I'm like, you're a superstar, like off the, you know, very first yeah. rip. Although that first video that I did see of him was like very creative he, he and, and, and funny and cool. And, you know, and, it, and I think that I kind of, I helped guide him on his journey to finding kind of his uniqueness mm. and his own sound. I mean, early on, he was kind of just rapping like guns and drugs and things that he wasn't involved really? in. And I kind of like pointed him, but that was what the industry was doing too. There you. was this corny part part of the industry yeah. prior to like, literally prior to like Pac Div and like all those cats, Odd Futures and like before they started like doing something a little more unique, mm -hmm. you know, and like just being themselves, yeah. you, and, you and I being themselves. Yeah. And prior to that, it was like very much guns and drugs and yeah. like this is what's on the radio and this is the only thing yeah. that works so i kind of I, I think i kind of nudged him in that direction and this was prior to where we started really being focused on it and then Work. he started kind of like getting his own swag like the kyle you see now the really yeah like like yeah, yeah like just very okay with being himself like uh, even a little goofy and like yeah. not afraid to like fully be himself it's like him yeah yeah that that's like been him since then and he's always you know because I just thought that really early on writing music that's true to you is like what's going to connect in the heart space. You know Word. what I'm saying? And that's what's going to get people to be your fan and like care about your career and follow along as you grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, you know, we got a lot of work to do in order to reach that like superstar level. You know what I mean? But there were a couple of those intangibles that I saw really raw. Yeah. And then his also just his willingness to like you know, work and take corrective criticism. And like, he believed in me. Important. He believed in me as much as I believed in him. So and so it was off, one of those things. Y'all. Yeah. And so he was like, you know what I mean? He like, we kind of just, ha we built like a really good rapport early on and kind of just started attacking it there. And, and, you know, our relationship is consistently growing and evolving and changing, but, but yeah, no, I, and I, he, he, the boy could just sing melodies. Yeah. He could just sing like mel his ass off yeah. and rap his ass off. And it was different. And I was just like, yo, you're, and, and it's cool when he gets like, you know, Tyler, the creator comparisons like online and like in comments and shit. And like, because it's so different. It's yeah. two different worlds. They're two yeah. very it's different like, people, but they're very like creative, unique people. Yeah. And so yeah. people it's respect like their uniqueness. I feel, I feel like, like Tyler, the creator, like if, if you're going to look at the comparison, is like walking on Venice beach and just like in the cuts of like, the the pavement of Venice and Kyle's like with his fucking surfboard like riding the yeah, way yeah. whatever they may be out there yeah, yeah I mean, there's, no, there's no but there's not really a darkness to Kyle there's no. like it's actually opposite there's a, I mean there's a quirkiness that like almost like almost like comedic in some ways absolutely like, yeah like he's really but, funny he feels fucking hilarious yeah. in person but too. but but you don't but it's but it's serious that you, you in the fact that you take it seriously yeah yeah like, and you, it's you're not like this is like a fucking comedy record this is like really just like it's him and, and um it's coming from his heart yeah and and yeah. i'm excited for for you guys to like really like dig in with him too because because yeah like this fool is like very rarely serious yeah very rarely serious you know, he's like he's like his record like like on like when it, for him to get serious on a record it's like really coming from a deep place yeah. and like you know like when you're I with him it's like jokes honest bro oh it's very he's honest and, and i'm glad like you know it, it, it takes somebody with 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 an understanding to push him towards being him. Yeah. Shout out, to, shout out to Joe pushing me towards the mic. I'm a fuck like I move a lot when I talk. But regardless, it, I'm glad you did that because like it, there's something about the authenticity of him that just resonates. And you saw that early on. You knew what it was. You're like, bro, be you, right? Yeah, because 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 here Kyle was. It was like the Kyle I knew, and then at the time the Kyle that was getting on records was like 
way too far apart. Word. You know what I mean? That happens Word. a lot, man. And, and, and I think that, I mean, it's still it's still an industry norm. Motherfuckers yeah. are still rapping like True. other motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers are still mm. making shit that sounds like whatever's on the radio. Because or telling stories that, like, they haven't lived. Really, they haven't, but, like, yeah. But, like, they'll touch people. And to me, to me, it was cool. Like, to me, I was passionate about it because I was like, as I got to know Kyle mm. and, like, I knew, like, all of the... The unique things about him were like cool. I'm like motherfuckers are gonna be able to relate to this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you just, you know, rapping like Big Sean or Drake at the time is not gonna like really carve you out because I think that you you have the potential to be as talented as cats like this. But you but if you're if you're doing what they're doing, you're not innovating enough to like be to be consic- to be compared to them. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. It's like I mean it's a good, like kind of segueing into the whole super duper aspect to this mm-hmm. um one like there's all right there's a few different things one like super duper is like almost an alter ego which probably like helps him almost be himself right like you can be super duper kyle yeah. and then there's the whole like going to your point about you know um you know working hard and then you know your brand your lifestyle and creating team, this whole bro. super, super duper, duper thing yeah. that's bigger than just Kyle, it's a whole thing. And then, like, also taking that to create your own lane and, like, fitting in to, like, you're not trying to be, you know, Drake, Big Sean, Kendrick. It's like, let's take this super-duper thing and be its own entity and carve our own piece out of this and, and live there in a really major way. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how did that come, come about? About. about? How did creating this, like, super-duper so, uh, yeah, world... The world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going from so just, cool like, hey, you- you're super-duper Kyle, this alter-ego... Alter-ego... I can't even say it. Alter-ego. Alter-ego character, but, like, making it, like, no, this is way bigger than just you. This is way bigger. This is a whole thing now that's going to live in this universe. Yeah, and it's really cool that you say that. I think that Kyle and, them and, and, and the rest of the squad were, like... This is, you know, the super duper crew will uh, like appreciate that because that's something that we work really hard to create. But how actually, I mean, there's actually a specific story how it kind of came about was so during this time when I was kind of nudging Kyle in, in the direction of just being, you know, himself and like the goofy, like funny style shit that like he would like have me dying over and stuff. I'm like, this is the type of shit that needs to make it on record. This is the type of shit that people need to see because they're going to be able to relate to it. And so he, like all his music, he was writing that. And then he was picking these like really unique, like wavy beats. Um, our good homie, Dave Kappa was producing for him and he met him like via the internet. And he was like making these, like the samples were like, it was like very alternative, but it had like hip hop drums, but it was like very eighties influenced. And so he started and, and he, Kyle was still KID at the time. And he started, making this this mixtape called Super Duper. And so Super Duper was something kind of that he established early, was like, this was his world, you know? And he, I, I've heard Kyle talk about it before in interviews, and he says that, like, that was just, like, something his mom said. His mom is white, and she and his, like, his, she'd say, like, okie-dokie and Super Duper and, like, shit like that. And, like, that was just something that he, like, related to. And so he was just, like, Super Duper. And then he was just like, wait a second, that shit's... That's tight. Well, that's, that's tight. Thing. That's well, tight. This is the, this is that's that world. Thing the world can relate to super duper is like it's 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 so nerdy and old school and it's like mom. It's yeah, so yeah, mom, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's but it's, but it's yeah. something that like you totally like. It, it, it's so cool. It's yeah, yeah. so like not pretentious and so cool. So in, in yeah. that way, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's so so what he did was like. 
Kyle has always been like really smart on the internet, and he was like he was like finessing Facebook and MySpace earlier, and really? just like spamming people music, and like he like knew how to kind of like, and that was the one thing where is like he kind of started doing these covers that were getting traction on YouTube. Okay, he would do like a cover where he'd put on like a new beat for a song and just like either freestyle over it or like write some shit over it or like whatever. And they were, like, getting traction on YouTube. And that was one thing that I kind of saw, too, that really encouraged me with Kyle was, like, just him, his ability to take the initiative. Because I'm yes. like, okay, this fool's going to work on this shit. It's not like it's just he's waiting for me to, like, press what play. Are we doing? Yeah, yeah, he's not waiting for me to press play. He has, like, ideas, and he, like, wants to, to get active with this shit. And so I was, like, all about it. And I was, like, vibing with some of his ideas. I'm like, yeah, this is great. You know what I mean? And then... um. And then, so yeah, so with the Super Duper, he, he had this mixtape called Super Duper. And at this point, he had, like, put a couple, like, viral videos out on YouTube. And they were just, like, videos of him, like, rapping in his grandma's living room, like, saying funny shit. And people, like, were drawn to it. And he got built up this, like, YouTube following um, where he had, like, maybe a couple thousand followers on YouTube. But it, we were, like, perfect. That's just enough to, like, plant the seed. Yeah. Like, if we, get, if we can, like, put together a really quality project and deliver it to this small group of people, then it's going to spread, you know? And so Super Duper was a, was a mixtape he literally made in his grandma's house in Ventura. And, um, and he put it out on Twitter, like, yo, like, if you're fucking with me, like, change your Twitter name to Super Duper, whatever your name is. Because he was Super Duper KID. No, no, he was Super Duper Kyle. He was Super Duper Kyle, right? Yeah. This is still, like, That's the origins brilliant. of that. That's yeah. so the origin good. of that. That's brilliant as fuck, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, so this was, like, the early, like, hey, get your up, fan guy, base Kyle, together. That's brilliant. Yeah, this is like early getting your fan base to fuck with you. And then the first person to do it, Super Duper Brick. Wow. Nice. And so, but Brick is like fucking 13 years old at the time. Wow. Okay. And, and Brick. I fucking feel you. So enter Brick. Enter Brick. Enter Brick. Kyle is 18. Brick is like fucking 13 or 14 years old, maybe. 13 years old. Living in North Carolina at the time. I think was born in Carson, had a stepdad in the military, was moving back and forth between North Carolina and Carson. You know what I mean? He was kind of like learning the LA culture and then like going out to the, the boondocks in yeah. North Carolina and like mixing up out there. And so Brick, at the time he was in North Carolina. And so he, Kyle was always telling me, he's like, yeah, this kid Brick, blah, blah, blah. He's like a big fan, but he's just always hitting me with creative ideas and shit. And that shit reminded <laughs> me of me. That shit reminded me of me. You know what I'm that's saying? Because I was like, that's probably how I was to these packed diff fools <laughs> and all these other fools. I'm like, you know, so, so, so that, um, so Brick just like damn near day one fan and like, Nonstop ideas, you I know what I mean? Like, and Brick was Word. just a fan of the culture. He was just machine gunning ideas. Yeah, internet brilliance. Just like knew the web. Fucking like that motherfucker just understands the internet. Like, yeah, in, like nobody's business. Thirteen years old. Thirteen gunning. years old. Gunning. Word. So, so Kyle was always just like, yeah, like, and 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 that's the thing about Kyle is like, you can hit him with an idea. You can be a fan and hit him with an idea, and he's gonna be like all ears to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's like yeah. really respectful in that way, and so. The um, so yeah, so so Brick was in North Carolina, and 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 you know, Super Duper comes out, and and like, I think this was even prior to July one of two thousand twelve. Yeah. When, when I was like, there was some sort of mental switch where I was like, yeah, let's rock. Yeah. But Super Duper came out, I think November of two thousand eleven or something like that, and 
and it had just more great music. It had that, it had just the, the melodies that yeah. I was like, this is so fresh. And even to this day, like we'll be on the road and we'll fucking press play on that super duper shit, Kyle, like shit he wrote when he was 18 years old. And I'm like, some of these songs are just still so timeless. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that was something that like in the moment I was just like, the quality was not there, but uh, of just the production. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? What, what it was, yeah, but I yeah. was just like, this is some shit that like you could damn near like t- dig that hook up and like put it on something else. And like, who knows? You Word. know what I'm saying? Word. And so shout out to the manager and you. I respect that. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Oh dude. Y'all nah. got gold. You know what I <laughs> mean? Yeah. You out here like cutting and Never sewing, let a record you know die. All Never day. I feel you. Die. Respect. But, um, but yeah. And then, um, so fast forward, I guess, so so we're in 2012 now, Super Duper's out, and, and his fans are digging in, he's shooting like little music videos, and then we really locked in with my boy Jacob Owens and shot some really good music videos that were for like original records Word. that were like getting steam on YouTube, getting hundreds of thousands of plays on YouTube. Word. So then Kyle's socials are starting to go, and then I just like kind of like used some of my little connections to plug him into shows. I got him to open up for Big Sean, which was like one of the first little things I did for him, which was Word. really cool. And it's crazy because come full circle, he's on a record with Big Sean on on Chance the Rappers or and Social Experiment Surf Project, awesome. trading verses. And that I mean that was crazy. Literally, we heard the record for the first time. <laughs> Bro, it's wild. It's, okay. I mean, it was like that's like when you. It's just like one of those moments, you know. <laughs> Yeah. The effects had to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was like it was I mean hearing that record for the first time with Sean on it cuz So I guess we're like super fast forwarding here but he, he, op- he opened no, up no, for he opened up for Big Sean. No, 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 no. He was talking. He 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 opened up for uh he opened up for Big Sean and it's so, I mean it was like one of the first little things I plugged in for him and um it was really dope. Sold out show, Velvet Jones, Santa Barbara, California. Mm. Um, and I got to, I, and you know what's crazy, which comes full circle, is David Stromberg at the time was running around with Big Sean. And I think Dan Wiseman might have been like kind of like working on managing Sean. And yeah. so Stromberg was like hanging with Sean. And then Sean, like Stromberg was with Sean at the show. And I was like, oh, Stromberg, like I know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's up, dog? And it was like, Love and then I got to intro intro Kyle to Sean and stuff like that. So it's like early manager. It's like yeah. okay, that's like cool. Like yeah. you introduce Cat to his like favorite artist or whatever. I'm like okay, I'm doing all right. Yeah, there Straight we go. go. There you we know go. what I mean? Straight and like yeah. you know, it's like there and we and we talk about this because it's like <laughs> you know like like Mama, we made it. It's like you know that th- like you know it's just like what better feeling was that at that time no but that well i'm just saying it's like we're not we're we're just scratching the surface even to this day so but back then back then we're like biting pinching scratching for any little thing we can get right and so i was you know i mean i was just doing a lot of that plugging him into the right shows kind of like trying to put him on shit that was like tasteful like yeah like he can go open up for big sean because these are fans that are open to like this type of shit, yeah. you know? And so just trying to, trying to make those type of plays. And then meanwhile, just understanding if we create, he's got a little tiny, tiny fan base, people checking for him. If we can create really, really good quality content, tasteful shit, yeah. we can, we can get in there, you know? How, how important was the super duper crew? So it's kind of funny because the super duper crew wasn't even, and we're still kind of like it's, it's kind of you know growing and Word. transforming Word. And, and all of that, and we're kind of still trying to figure out exactly what it is. Gotcha. But we we definitely know there's a lot there, but we're just kind of trying to figure out I feel like how to Brit, approach Brit it in a unique been way. A staple in that. So Brick has been a staple. So so this is pr- I mean so 
to kind of get to that point, so like Brick and Ky- Brick staying in touch with Kyle ever since like super duper. This is late 2011, 2012. We get to su- we get to so pretty early on in 2012, I had met a dude named DJ Carnage when I was on the road with Theophilus London on a couple like one-off dates. Word. I met DJ Carnage and DJ Carnage had produced this record for Theophilus London and ASAP Rocky called Big Spender, and it was like an internet record, and I had kind of heard it live before hearing like this cdq version yeah. and like it was like banging in the club and rocky was on it and there was like buzz around it and it was theo was really hot at the yeah. time yeah and um it was just kind of like a funny it was like a really cool record and i like bumped into carnage and carnage is like this big gregarious super like <laughs> yeah. chatterbox type of cat like me and so me and carnage like Im- immediately clicked he had yeah. his, it's crazy Carnage had his glasses on and his chain on, just like he does today. Like yeah. everywhere he goes in the club, yeah. indoors, outdoors, wherever the fuck he goes, like had this, you know what I mean? Big and body persona. Big bad body persona, yep. you know, but also like really social and yeah. like cool, like knows how to make friends. Oh, like yeah. Carnage is like one of the rawest ARs like to this day. So, and, and the story with Carnage develops, but but basically, like, Car- I got Carnage's number because he, cause he knew I was on some film shit and he was like, yo, come shoot me a video with me and Theo. We made some other songs. Like, come to the crib and shoot it. And, I like, something happened. I, I had, like, work at my pizza job or some shit. Shit, couldn't do it. It was bummed. But stayed in touch with Carnage. Then I played Carnage Kyle's shit. Word. And he freaked out. Really? And he was like, yo, what are you guys doing tomorrow? And so I text Kyle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I text Kyle. I'm like, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, nothing. And I was like, you want to go to the session with this producer? He produced like this record that's like really hot right now. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we drive to LA. We drive to downtown LA where, where Connors was at, which is the indie pop studios, gotcha. which is another part of the story too. But we get in the session with Carnage and Carnage like totally just gets it. He like, he almost got it more than we even got it at the time. Really? Yeah. He was just like, he, sh- at the time he showed us. He immediately was like, yo, Kyle, you're like these dudes. And he showed us Logic. He showed us oh, G-Eazy. Wow. He showed wow. us... I'm trying to think like who else he showed us. He showed us like main, the two that really stick out is like Logic and G-Eazy. He's like, yeah. these fools are like really popular in like the college community. But really popular, these kids had like three or four thousand followers like they were just barely buzzing they had like they were kind of on the they were kind of on like a similar level of kyle where they like put out a couple like semi-viral like youtube videos and they were like catching some buzz and shit but like they were just like one step ahead you know what i mean yeah and that even helped us even more because then then it kind of opened me up to like there's like all these college music blogs like good music all day and all these things that were like curating music this song is sick curating music along with the dance music. It was like this dance music and this like, like swaggy hip hop music that like that these college kids were like really digging into. That was kind of an evolution of the pack div shit. The pack div shit was just a little more culturally cool and like underground. Hey, the waves of your story, bro. I love this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then he kind of showed it what it, what it was. And then they like made this record called, um, what the fuck was that first song they made? We, so I'm like totally blanking on this. No so worries. Bad. Fans are already knowing what's up, but they made um, Silver Platter. I'm sorry, they made Silver Platter like okay. the first day they worked. They worked together, and that's and we shot a cool video to it, which I like co-directed, kind of creative directed the whole thing with my boy Jacob, and we we like kind of recreated the Sandlot. Okay. Yeah, so it's nice. on YouTube somewhere, and I think that it's it, it like it did really well for us. So that was the first thing, and then long story short, we made this. We, Kyle made this silver platter record one day. Then a week later, comes back and makes "Keep It Real," and um, which is like one of his first really like buzz buzzy records. And it's it was funny because so then, uh, 
we were going down to the studio, and this was the indie pop studio, their management company, worked with like a bunch of, um, you know, super talented, diverse artists. We did Dev and the Cataracts. Yeah. Uh, managed Bobby Brackens and um, Yuna and like just a bunch of wow. shit. They just like kind of ran the gamut as far as like mixing it up, and they were in downtown LA. And then they were like, yo, we want to work with you guys. Like, we think Kyle has a ton of, and we just had the synergy with Carnage off top. And so we were just like, yeah, this is going to like get us where we need to be because we need to be in LA, like mixing it up, yep. you know, um, this, was what year? this is still 2012. So this Word. is summer of 2012. Word. And, um, you know, at, at the time we were working out of a studio in Oxnard, shout out to my boy, Ted Lopez, who's like been very instrumental in Kyle's career, like from the jump. Like I remember bringing Kyle in and, and Kyle's boy, Mr. Man in there. Because knowing it was like the best studio in like Ventura County, like Word. where we were at, yeah. and just like hollering at him and being like, "Dude, these kids are like <clears throat> next up," and like I'm working with them, like we're working really hard on it, we're really focused, we're gonna like, come in here and get shit done. And we were like playing him some like early demo records, and he was like fucking with it, and so he brought us into his like, you know, you know, multiple thousand square feet studio, like cool spot yeah. you know very nice spot he yeah. his his um his uncle owned the studio and was like kind of um he's like engineering and producing like a lot of like you know uh just like mexican music latin latin, latin music like just tons of music yeah. from like s southern south yeah. you know like tons of shit south of the border um <laughs> and like he but he was like a hip hop head. Ted was a hip hop head. Word. And so and then so like then we started cutting demos with him and like making music and like working on like the next whatever the next project was. But so so that was between like Jan, Jan 1 2012 and then summer of 2012 when we were like yo indie pop wants to fuck with us. They want to move us out to LA and they were like you know, pretty, pretty hot management company and they had a studio and Carnage was there and Car Kyle and Carnage were like making heat and we're like, let's go. Yeah. So we moved in. So they moved us into this like really, really shitty apartment in downtown LA. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really shitty apartment. Welcome downtown to LA. LA. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. And it was, uh, myself and Carnage and Kyle and, and this dude, CP, Chris P., uh, who's like super talented singer producer and then carnage and yeah and so we just kind of got to it and we started getting busy and then between literally august of, of 2012 um and and then beautiful loser kyle's like first real project is kyle yeah. first thing that every we were hands-on with I, yeah. I i i would kind of consider it his first like project yeah um mixtape kind of album thing and put it out August of 2013. But in the meantime, you know, put that silver platter video out, yeah. um, December of 2012. And then keep it real came out. I think it was February of 2013 mm -hmm. and keep it real. Like got on world star, got to, got it to a million views in a week, you know? And it was like buzzy. It was like almost, it, it felt kind of overnight successy. Like, I think the, the caption they put on World Star was some shit like, is this guy giving Drake a run for his money or some shit like that? And literally went from like 5,000 Twitter followers to like 15,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, now people were paying attention. Now yeah. it was like some industry buzz. We're meeting with labels and like playing people mixtapes and shit before the, playing people Beautiful Loser Records months before the shit was even out. Yeah. The, the shit wasn't even done. We wasn't even close to being yeah. done. He was like a quarter of the way done. It was like the second record he put out was like, kind of started going and we were like oh shit okay how was that for you because like naturally with these types like you just gotta explain the record or they're asking you about it or they're hearing the song and like 
like, wait, what is this? Like, like yeah, John yeah. Had the idea for it, like uh, what it was gonna be, and but like. Oh, keep, you're talking. You're talking. Keep it real specifically. Or no, just like that moment. That moment. We're finally like you. We eclipse because it sounds like we we talk about this too. Like it sounds like that was a moment where you finally crossed over, right? Like there's a there's a time when you're an artist and you know you, you have your followers, you have your fans, you're grinding, 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 and then there's a very clear crossover pivotal moment that happens, and it sounds like this was that moment that was like. Boom! The the it, the tipping point where it just spilled over. It was absolutely a tipping Thomas point, and it felt and, and then kind of like it felt fucking great. It was awesome because it was like we were, I mean, up in like it's it's just, that's February two thousand thirteen. It's like we're in like living downtown LA. Uh, obviously, our our living situation didn't change. It was like some internet buzzy shit, but Which it was is like, actually amazing because just to give awesome. some fucking perspective, like having a million views, something like that, traffic driven and that much popularity that's, buzzy, that's been you know something that's been um developed for a long time that's been grinding for a long time you think like as an outsider as a, as a consumer like oh they must be like either balling or doing really well or living off the shit and it's like uh we're, we're living in a shithole apartment in downtown la just watching numbers rise oh like i yeah and i shit you not when i say like skid row i mean like you were we, in a tent. We get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 weren't we weren't on a tent, but there were tents literally outside our door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were we were on like between seventh and eighth on San Pedro. Oh right, right. So like on sixth yeah. and San Pedro, that's yeah, like epicenter of Skid yeah. Row. Yeah, if we, you know what I mean. We were above some flower shops and shit, so it was like it was still a good vibe. It's crazy. It was I still like- a good vibe. It was still there. The energy was great. There was tons of music being made. Chris P. My roommate was like making really, really wavy ass like R and B shit. Carnage was like making a bunch of hip hop shit, and then kind of like pivoted and like started making more like dance music shit. Got Word. really like really inspired by that and started doing that. And then Kyle was just like writing music to all of it, and like we were just like going across the street to this studio that that indie pop had set up. And but but that first spark was big because now it was like all the peers and and people like we had been hearing buzzing about they they started taking seri- it seriously too Work. so the, it was for, like for you as a manager mm. did you feel validated or did you feel like i could be taken seriously as a manager did, did that like cross your mind or yeah. were you too like immersed in it to even like i guess be conscious of, of you that? know it was i had an instant interesting role on that specific record too because i i co-directed the video with my boy jacob and i was like directed as i was credited as a co-director and i like wrote the whole treatment and i like conceptualized the whole thing Mm -hmm. like put together all the locations produced it as well and so i was like very very involved just watching every shot picking shots you know and and shouts out to to jacob on that too because uh, obviously you know couldn't have done it without him as well you know what i mean he's very involved but but so i was like credited on the thing and it was like my, I had like a Twitter link on there and like hella people were hitting me, like following me going like, this video is incredible and blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of funny because I didn't really realize at the time, but the story of the video is like a pizza guy t- turned famous rapper. And as a pizza guy, he's like real happy. And then once he becomes a famous, like rich kind of rapper that we showed, yeah. he's like sad. <laughs> and so it's kind of, and then he meets himself at the front door, famous rapper goes to the door, sees the pizza guy and Kyle is, 
And it was kind of like weird. I wasn't like trying to tell like some sort of my story, but it was just like something we had access to. I'm like, I work at this pizza place. Like we can fucking. Meanwhile, I'm living in downtown LA, driving home every weekend to go deliver pizzas just so oh, I can have money. Yeah, in Ventura. In, in, Ventura, in, Ventura, in Ventura, still going home and delivering pizzas because we were making Wild. zero money. We were making zero money. Nobody, did nobody the, put any money the, in our pockets. Did, nobody listen, put any money did, in our pockets. The listeners, pizza, listeners, you feel me? Listen to this. You feel me? Yeah. Did the weekend, this is what success feels like. You feel me? Yeah. No, seriously, this is so. I, I I love it because it's just like man. These are the moments that I love to talk about. This is like. For me, it's like such vindication for this podcast of what those moments really are like for you, the people in it, and what you have to do. And like, you're trying to make it in this industry, like wherever you are. And you're, it's like, you have something that's blowing up. You've reached a million people doing this and you're going to deliver pizzas on the weekend still <laughs> because you are making no money. And that's as real as it gets. And you... Like, like, think about what you have to have within you to, like, yeah. just the, hum- the, the humility up. that kind of comes with that, right? Like, yeah. you can't, like, have an ego doing this. Is this, like, like this is four or five years in, no? Okay, so, no, no, no. No, well, four or five years into, in York, into, into the game. Into, into the game. 2012, right? Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, like, so we moved to, to L.A. Uh, July, I want to say, 6th of 2012, and... Um, Keep It Real came out, I want to say February of 2013. Like, so here, here's the thing. whole journey. Oh, my whole journey. Like my whole journey. Pizzas as, as um, well, no, 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 because I was on tour with, I started touring with Pact at the beginning of 2011. Okay. But it's it's two years. I mean, yeah. and from, no, from the beginning of the journey, you say I'm 18 and I'm at these shows and yeah, like when yeah, I'm, when I'm yeah. being struck yeah, by lightning, right, 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 you know, right, right, and like the, yeah. like the music gods yeah. are like, choosing me when yeah. saying you need to follow this path Shout out to them yeah and and when when it's like you know i'm finding in my heart that i need to follow this path mm. yeah it had been four years at the time because i'm probably 22 or 23 by this time i had toured a little bit and that was the thing too that was crazy is like i was like moving to la it was a very transitional period in my life i had gone through like a i had it was crazy because early 2000 when i first started working with kyle i go through this breakup and it helped me dive in even further Word. you know what i mean i go through i go through a breakup there is like a lot of heartbreak there Help me dive even in, dive in even more, mm. and then I'm like, there's nothing left in Ventura for me. I'm yeah. gone. Let's go. So we take the opportunity to go move to LA. Meanwhile, but the, nobody puts any money in our pockets. Like our rent is covered, but there's roaches on the How's ground. How's Kyle making money? He's not. He's okay. not. Literally, oh, I should yeah. you not eat, eat. We're him and I are both eating lunch off of EBT. Him and I are using his EBT at fucking Subway. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I'm sorry for airing this shit out, but like no, literally, no, he was covering me. No, I'm the no, fucking manager. No, I'm so like important, this. Man. This, this is this is it's, what this it's I'm so the manager. I'm the manager, and like I mean, like when I had like some like when I had like a good pizza shift, and I like made you know 100 bucks in tips. It's like I'm like okay, cool, I got us. You know what I mean? It's like good, but like for the most part, we've like. Be in the studio, like, and, and, and granted, like, we're, at this time, we're, like, semi-working with a company, but they're understanding, like, it's, you know, and they're kind of, like, teaching us. It's, like, you get what you put into this. Yeah. It's, like, you, y'all you aren't, like, you kill, kill you eat, And that, you eat what you, you kill what you out kill. here. And so, so, that felt fucking great, that Keep It Real video dropping and, like, us catching a buzz off of it and it kind of, like, going viral, like, pretty quickly and people liking it and people taking to it meant so much because... I, I remember having the video. There's actually two things about it. So g- go back and watch the video. Kyle, keep it real. Yeah. It, it's like, it's a really good video. You know, obviously I'm a little biased, All but day. I directed, produced it. All day. But along with my boy Jacob Owens. But 
But uh, yeah, so Pizza Boy turned famous rapper. He's happy when he's a Pizza Boy. Pizza he has Boy a, Records, bro, bro. Yeah, Pizza Boy Records. Yep, yep, what yep. Do. So um, this might be the start of that. You know what I mean? It better be. <laughs> It's already started, but, but this is going to be the, this, this yeah, is the slap in the face. It's already in most. It's been in motion. You know what's crazy? You low-key have a pizza in hand. You knock on the door. You open it. You saw the shit. Yeah. You know so, so walk, in, walk into that, that, that record uh, company owner's house because that's you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what's funny is like he, he – so video kind of goes viral. All of like, you know, myself and Kyle and Jacob and people kind of who are credited on the thing, like people start talking to us and like interacting with us socially because yeah. they really liked it. And they were like, this is new and this is awesome. And it's crazy because in the process, so like we shot the video, it was a two day shoot. We shot the video at the pizza place. My boss like let me shoot the video at the yeah. pizza place. And then after hours, right? So we went in there like 10 p.m. to like one or two in the morning. And then the next day, we shot it at Niles of the Cataracts crib who had like produced some hit records. And so he yeah. had a nice crib. He had a nice <laughs> crib. Like, it was way back in like Locker Center or something back there. Right. He like let us use the crib. He was out of town or some shit at a show. And he was like, yeah, you guys can like rock in our crib. He was indie pop fam. So the second day of the shoot was like a Sunday night. I was personally was supposed to work at the pizza shift, but I blew it off. Cause I'm like, I'm working on this record and yeah. I had forgot to get it taken off. I got wrapped up in it. Well, I go back into work that next week. Granted, this video is not out yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is in, this is in like, I want to say this is in November, November of 2012. Video okay. doesn't come out to February of 2013. I go back into work and my boss fires me. Oh, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And he, he fires me and he said, you know. The set it off video. Yeah, so he basically said, what he said to me, and he was completely right, was he was just like, you know, like, I really respect what you were doing. This is a guy who had, like, come to a bunch of my events, and he had respect for me, and he, like, listened to all the music that I was working on and everything, and he, like, respected it and whatever. You know, this is, like, coming off of missing work the day after, this day two of a Keep It Real shoot. Yeah. And he goes, he just is like, yo, you know, like, you're living in L.A., you're coming back here. You just don't seem like you're fully into it. You seem like you're getting pulled away. You know, in the meantime, I'm like hopping in the whip, either listening to music or yeah. like trying to cook up creative ideas for yeah. like artists I'm working with or events or like whatever while yeah. I'm driving and delivering pizzas and all this shit. So he's just like, yo, you know, like, and he was like, this just isn't working for us, you know? And so I got to let you go. And it was crazy, but like part of me was like, this could be the best thing that ever yes. happened to me yeah. because it's fully causing me to dive in, yeah. you know? And I think that that is something that, you know, giving advice to just peers and cast who are younger than me who are asking me about like how to do or what to do it, dive in, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that, that, that's what it takes. And, and I didn't fully, like I was d dived in, but I was still like, I still was, you know, Leaning on my crutch, coming home and knowing no, I could no, pick up a couple extra hundred no, bucks that would help me survive. I respect that to the maximum because, like, you're in a you're in a game where like everybody's showing you they're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in a game where when you politicking with different managers or different artists or whatnot, like they're on, like supposedly. Yeah. But like the beauty about what you just said was that like up until that point, now granted, like that that catalyst hit you externally. It wasn't like you like you you were borderline there, like thinking about it, but then. Shout out to a moment which some could think is like a, a catastrophic ass moment, but your boss was like, "Yo, you fired," and that for you is like, "Oh, but okay, let's go," right? Mm -hmm. But like, you actually had the the audacity and no ego to be like, "Bro, like, 
I'm managing this artist. I know he's going to be a superstar. We're taking advantage of everything we got. I'm still going to deliver pizzas. I, I deliver pizzas. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't ask me how I'm getting funds. Like, I'm not like, yeah. me and my artists are using EBTs together, but we got each other when we need each, each other. other. But I don't have an ego. I'll do whatever it takes to get yeah. to where I want to go. Oh, like, absolutely. I don't need to be flossed out. Yeah, I don't need to like have a a thing. Like nah. my thing is just knowing that this is gonna work and doing everything in my waking possibilities and potential to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds also like the time was right. Like, you know, it, it's it's hard to have like both feet completely in when you're not making money. Like, yeah, yeah. it's really hard. You know, you have to make money. Like, you just do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be dead broke and really do purely what you want. Like, part of the game is like is making money mm-hmm. and whatever you have to do to get that money you have to do, but you have to pay bills. You have to support your passion sometimes and you have to like live in humility or, or, or sacrifice, you know, some things so you can actually support what you want to do. I mean, it's a huge part of it. It is. It is. And, and, and when I say, when I say dive in, I, I, I mean like, you're right because we were all obviously at this point in time, you know, this is obviously prior to kind of that video dropping, but we were also in the point where I was just like, I kind of just, I was like, yo, when I got fired, I was like, I'm not going to go look for another pizza delivery job. I'm going to dive into this and I'm going to focus and make this shit work. Well, and it was the right time too. It was the right time. It just like it spilled it was, over. It, 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 yeah, it spilled yeah. over. It was absolutely the right time. But it was also like, you know, I was just like, I'm creative. Kyle has a tiny bit of a fan base let's market some shit. Let's make some money. Let's make some merch. Let's fucking like, let's just like figure it out. Let's try to yeah. do some shows. Like I, you know, like when you're hungry, you're going to yeah. get hungry. You're going to be hungry. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Like when you're hungry, you're going to be hungry. So like going, getting fired off that pizza job and being like, wow, th- I do not have this means of income anymore. Like, caused me to be creative i was like i'm really good with cameras i'm like not doing any photo jobs i need to start doing some photo jobs start picking up some photo jobs started like just like rubbing shoulders with people and finding out like yeah. how i can you right. know how i can mix it up but you're, you're 100 right and that's why i stuck to that pizza shit for so long and it was a it was a bummer dude like i lived in la i lived in downtown la hella shit was popping like we, we were in the studio every day making music, bumping shoulders with people at events all week. And then when it really got lit on the weekend, I was like back to my pizza delivery job. I'd be getting these texts like we're at this function or this function. Yo. Or I'd be getting even worse. It's like I'd be getting like girl, home girls I knew who knew I lived in L.A. would like be coming out to L.A. like hitting me up like where you at? Show us around. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm back in Ventura at the pizza place. Well, what's actually crazy. Like, <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, the shit was but not honestly, wavy. But, but the yo, shit was fucking what, not what wavy. I, and that's why Pizza Boy Records. You I know? Fucking what, love I, that, what I think bro. is crazy, though, is even more is like how you even have respect for yourself in dealing with other people who are professionals, who are like big time managers or even like middle managers, mid time managers. <laughs> of like, yeah. like, I think you have to have that talk with yourself of like how how serious can you take yourself and deal with that humility of like I'm a professional music manager managing a professional artist and we're doing this and still like deliver pizzas on the weekend it's a tough mental thing you got to deal with yeah yeah like how to take yourself that serious how to take your image seriously of like when you walk into that room like how do you exude that confidence Mm. and 
and have that knowing that your lifestyle doesn't support that at that moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially tough, in hip hop, dude. That's a tough thing, <laughs> yeah, man. But you know what it was, man? It was like we were all of, and and I'm, I'm not, I think I'm still that that way to this day. Is like whatever I try to put on. I think that people have like a real knack for like, you know, you're you're, you're just your spirit and your passion, your energy like shines through. And so I think that like people weren't necessarily didn't necessarily respect me for like being some big shot manager they just respected me for like loving this shit and going really hard yeah. and like you know obviously there are other things where like i would try to like keep myself together and like you know not be like i, I you know whatever yeah. i have res- i have respect for myself but at the same time i'm vulnerable i'm willing Absolutely. to be like this is a grind you know and yeah, I remember and ta- talking to uh, to Jamil, who's GEZ's manager, Jamilio. Shout out to Jamil. Um, like very early on, he was he was hip to Kyle's music and Carnage's music, and and G was doing his thing at a very small scale at the time mm-hmm. as well. And we kind of all bonded together, but he was very much the same way, just like really really hungry, and he had like interesting cool opportunities. Like he's Drake's tour manager too. Yeah. You know, he works on Drake's team and stuff like that, but. But yeah, and I was always be over his. He he'd invite me. We'd we'd be vibing. This was like, you know, later 2012, prior to us kind of releasing music. And I'd always be like, you know, like, how do you how like I need to like stop doing this pizza delivery shit. Like, how do I do it? And he's just like, man, like I respect it. Like, keep doing what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, like, and we'd always be talking about like how I, you know, what I mean, like just different things, different ways to kind of get your foot in the door and like yeah. do things to make money. Because that's what he was doing a lot. It's like he was managing G. And he was really passionate about G's music, but it was like he was going out on the road with Drake, which was like a total different scene. Absolutely. But he was a lot of the inbound shit that he got via Drake. He was like handing off and being it's like, funnel, yo, that's bro. really cool. But like you fuck with Drake, that's really cool. But I also managed this yeah. guy named G-Eazy and yeah. like he's about to be next up. And he was right. You know what I'm saying? And so like he, he you know, like he, he always talked about it as something that he like, you know, obviously he's really passionate about it, but he, he did it too because to, it was like a a means to an ends, you know? And Absolutely. so I think that everybody and, and whether they act like they're not, unless they are a big shot manager, which you would know. And you know, you'd they would be, you'd look and you'd, and you'd get why they're a big shot manager. They're probably like doing some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm actually curious about, you know, a lot of this shit is like, cause it's hard to be a manager. If your artist ain't making yeah. any money, then neither are you. Yeah. you know? exactly. And I want, I want to kind of jump into that. Is exactly. that, like there's a couple couple points here is one um yeah how does your artist react if they're not making money you're not making money like that's a tough thing for an artist too um from a manager manager perspective how do you keep your artist having that faith in you or having that that confidence in you that you're still gonna support them even though when the money's not there like and the role of money in this you know because you know one thing we talk about is, is when you're dealing with the arts, it's it's tough to deal with money, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to sacrifice your art for money. You don't you don't want to like come off as you're doing things for money strictly and selling out. There's all these like weird gray areas that you're trying to navigate, but you don't want to be broke. But you know, how do you balance all that um, in, in this? You know, and keeping your artist morale high and all that. Yeah, yeah, well, no, that's all. Especially it's while game. being broke and being like, well, we could, and still remaining selective. You know, like what I mean? as a, as a manager, there's like a few things that you can offer an artist, right? You can offer them money, maybe if you're a manager. Um, that's not typically the manager relationship with mm-hmm. artists, unless they're signing different parts of their career over to the manager, which mm-hmm. is which is still semi like, you know, 
relevant. If a manager is going to invest a bunch of money in, in you, they're probably going to want more than just a management commission. They're probably going to want pieces of different parts of your career. Um, or you can offer them time, you know, and time is money. And I think that artists know that the value of that because they're putting time into their craft. And mm-hmm. so like, that's what I could offer right away was like, I mean, I had like some kind of connections halfway and I had like a lot of ideas, didn't have any money, but could offer time and hustle and energy. And, you know, just from being a student of the game, I felt like I was like at a, I had a pretty good learning curve for it. And I was, was learning fast. I was a fast learner. So yeah, I think that that's what it is, is like you can offer artists and like what you're not getting out of a manager in like, connections or industry plug or industry buzz or money you can expect for like time and energy and effort and passion from them and that can get you the same results so that was kind of like and that's kind of like what I still offer to to artists and potential clients and stuff like that it's like you know I've definitely like moved around a lot over these past few years and met a lot of people and like made a lot of really strong bonds with people and have good relationships with people and whatever. But at the end of the day, the music is what gets you in the door. Like, for example, we were like, like I showed all my industry friends a keep it real video before they dropped. And they were like, wow, I really liked the video. The song was like pretty good and yeah. whatever. And like they, they'd give you like their opinion on yeah. it. And then the shit came out, and then all them motherfuckers hit me back, and we're like, I "Yo, I love it. It's so crazy. fresh. It's crazy because it's like going crazy online, yeah. Yeah. and and it's like one of those things where it's like it's validated, and that's it's like everybody's got to fuck with it, and for for anybody to fuck with it, you know what I mean? And so there is a lot of that too. The wildest shit is though. Nobody like, has the answers, and that's one thing that Nushi and I have talked about with this Mama We Made It shit is like mm. we did we haven't made it, you know, Mama We haven't made it. No. Well, <laughs> but we, well, well, but know, we're we're making it. We're making it. And a lot of people would say we have, but we're we're. But but it, it, it's wild because like shout out to the fig, like the 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 essence of Mama first we made first it. ever Mama we haven't made it <laughs> on the Mama <laughs> we made it show. Right, yeah. Mama, I'm, I'm Mama. Mom, 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 I'll call you back. All right, <laughs> Nolan's calling me. I gotta talk to him again and like see why I'm wrong right now. Hold on. Yeah. No, but no, but for real, it's like it, it's it's beautiful because like. You know, I I, I want to get to 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 what making it really means, right? In your world, and we'll yeah. get there. But it's a it's a beautiful thing because, like, looking back on your journey, there's so many like aha moments, or there's so many like, damn, like, you know, the, the wild shit is about even the essence of, of of Mama. We made it. Just that thought is like. The breakthroughs, right? Because, like, what we're doing this for is ultimately, like... It, it's crazy because I, I truly feel like the ones that win are the ones that are doing it for something bigger than themselves. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. as a manager, you got to have, like, a really big heart, but you also got to be very savvy. And, like, you know, seeing your progression and seeing where you've come from, even just taking it from then to now, it's, like, uh, a, a beautiful scenario of, like, how much you've grown and, and how, how much the road has seasoned your character... And also seasoned your, your, you know, your progression. You know what I'm saying? Because in speaking to what you spoke of last, is like at the end of the day, dog. Like the manager has to be the one that believes in this shit the most. 
Yeah. Like the artist has to believe in it, but the manager has to convince him to keep believing in it, com- convince him to keep growing and to keep pushing forward. And the, and the craziest shit about your, your scenario is that you did this even when you're, you're thinking to yourself, like, bro, like, my artist is broke as fuck. I'm going I- back home delivering fucking pizzas. I'm in, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing elbows with cats well, that are already on. But, like, it's like, fuck, like, like, the beauty of making it is is that it's a fucking facade. And, yeah. and to you, like, in going with that, I mean, where you guys are at now is, I mean, you guys are in a really dope place right now. You're in a, yeah. a, a nice, a nice warm place. Yeah, but... but, but I feel but, like but, I'm not to you off. I'm not like you off. Here's, campfire. You know what I'm saying? But, but here, here's campfire. the thing is, like, you know, I think, like, from a lot of people's perspective, because I don't want to minimize this either, like... You guys have made it in a lot of ways, right? You guys have gotten like very, very good success, and you've told you've you've lived to tell a lot of stories already, much farther than a lot of people have gotten, much farther than I personally have gotten in my artist career, to be honest. And just seeing like the level of where you guys got, so like in in my personal mind, and I'm sure among a lot of people, you guys have reached a really dope level of success that I I just don't feel that should be like minimized either. But like, what is in to where you want to be you know it is about the journey but it's like how do you measure your your success or how do you measure success of what you're doing um to get to that made it moment or maybe that maybe made it moment came when you got fired from your job you know eating pizzas like like it doesn't have to mean like oh my god i made you know a million dollars or i bought my first fucking lamborghini or like those things like those can come or they cannot come but for what you're doing with Super Duper and what you guys are doing as a collective and pushing the arts and push, pushing your passion, where do you see your your uh, success and your journey going, or, or uh, and how do you measure that? Yeah, nah, that's that's such a good a good um, thing, and I and I love and just to kind of touch on the fact the moment we made it, this concept and how it's just about the journey. And it's, you know, you know, young or old, rich or poor, people that get on here and chat and have stories to tell and and have carved their way. You yeah. know what I mean? Those are the people who are making it. And and, you know, it's funny is like there has been moments and we kind of we talked we touched on that. Keep it real moment for us when we dropped that video and it started going viral and you know, Kyle's social numbers shot up and we started taking label meetings and people really started giving a shit, including our friends who knew us already. <laughs> it's like you know no dollar saying? in your pocket, but it's like, no, no we're no, doing no, no. this. Exactly. Like, what a- the, like we did it. Yeah, absolutely. No money in our pockets. Same situation, but we were like, vi- we were validated. Yeah. And you know, like, especially in even mama, age, we made it with the respect. Finally. Yeah. Know? Yeah. We're mama. Yep. We're mama. You we made it with the respect. Like, yeah. We're mama. We made it with like, these motherfuckers are creative and cool and they're doing it with no bread. And they're like people. I feel like people were like, like damn near like labels start hitting me up for like music video treatments and like other artists that I like respect are going like, yo, y'all were killing it with the visuals and like blah, 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 blah. And like, Everyone like wants our flavor on the shit because they're seeing how we're doing it and we're doing it for with nothing. Right. You right. know what I mean? And and I think that a, a testament to that and like what you said was the other intangible, the other five pillars of success that that I I somehow neglected was you got to just be a good fucking person. And Kyle is a wonderful human being, dude. One billion percent. Kyle is like a wonderful human being that that you know. 
superstar or not, whatever the fuck, whatever your opinion or uh, whatever. I'm going to interrupt you like an asshole, bro. You are as well. Let's be very uh, thanks, fucking real. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know bro. what I'm saying? Because Kyle can't hit bloggers up and be like, hey, bro, my record's the fucking hottest. Like, my record's ill. Yeah, or listen yeah. to this. This shit's hot because what artist wouldn't believe that? But you as a manager, having built your clout, have to be able to hit these cats up that you have these relationships with and validate your artists as well. Yeah, yeah, and just you're, you're a great person, but at the same time, you're you're fighting for what you believe in. Yeah, and 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 believe and like I said, Kyle just being a wonderful person. Kyle like being a great person to work with, f- incredible work ethic, all of these other intangibles that I mentioned him having, and then being just like just a, a, a great individual to work with. That's what, you know, that's why I'm going home on weekends and delivering pizzas and getting back to the grind Monday through Friday because me and him are in the studio for 12 hours a day coming up with fucking artwork ideas, video ideas, him writing music, track after track after track after track after track, cutting, you know, just like tons of vocals, right? You know what I mean? Just like not stopping. And that's what makes that part of the grind bearable. You know what I mean? Is working with great people. So it's like, if you're an asshole, you're not going to get to that first mama we made it. You know what I mean? Right, true. Because it takes so much grind and work ethic to get that first with the respect, with the with the creative people were like, okay, these cats are like cool. You know what I mean? It was like that moment. And so, and then once they kind of like, I always just love those little, um, those little uh, points where you reach critical mass, I like to I like to say, is I love because it just it it now it's like okay now we got this like this you know our 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 pile of clay is a little bit bigger as far of a fan base and so we can continue to mold it. You know we got thirteen thousand fans. Kyle had thirteen thousand on Twitter. They fucking verified him. Like yeah. we were going, oh, we're on. You know Mama. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mama. Oh, getting verified, bro. Like, <laughs> Mama. Oh yeah, yeah. Off top, that was a moment, and it's so cool. Like thinking back about these times because I remember, like, you know, Kyle and I being roommates. Him coming to my room, like, I'm verified, dog. <laughs> I'm verified. And then us putting like, uh, like Casey Veggies has this like verified Veggies like record where we just like played it and we're like dancing around the house and shit. But it's like these were the small victories, dude. Like, yeah, and, very and that's important. and that's something that we prided ourselves on you know what i mean like we're we're like some just middle like lower middle class cats from ventura california like we're very blue collar like we're not afraid of the work you know what i mean we're some of the first cats who have like come out to la and like done this and had success and like you know carved our way in this industry so when we go back home it's like you know it's like a little bit more like we're on hollowed ground out there as far as that vibe goes but like you know, we're we're some of the very like first cats who have like done this. You know, for, for compared to like people at home, so we're not afraid of small victories. We're not afraid of being humble. We're not afraid of like humbling ourselves when like you know Tell people them. aren't beating down the door with million dollar deals and people aren't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're like we're like nah. We're gonna play chess. You know what I mean? And we're gonna just you just do our best believe. every yeah and believe in it and work our ass off. You know and so. That was the one thing. So that first like little like mama with the respect was great. And then <laughs> and then we were just like, yo, we now we got this platform and and then then we really realized, damn, cats are ready for the project. But we're not done with the project cuz we like are so obsessive creatively with like making the quality like the next level. So we weren't about to rush it out. So we we just continued to lock in the studio and put out some other little like buzzy videos yeah. and he had like a fan base at this point in time and and then August came and we put out Beautiful Loser, which was his first project. Kyle only has two projects out. Smile is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And then Beautiful Loser, August of 2013. 
you know and so it, we had sp- it took us a year in LA to 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 fully put out beautiful loser and and that did really well you know like charted iTunes and you know for our, for like really the first thing that we ever did it, it it went really well and you know it was a lot of blood sweat and tears and energy and absolutely vibes yes uh, you know and that's the thing like what, where I always feel like it's important to give perspective to to people that are, that are grinding and, and people that don't live in LA, you know, people that, that don't even live in California, that people are, that are so far from any taste of like the industry that are grinding on their laptops or grinding in, in their local towns and uh, towns. <laughs> Who says towns anymore? No, but it's true. Yeah, it's it's true. You know Ventura I mean? like, is a motherfucking town, <laughs> bro. Ventura is a town. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I think it's just like to get perspective on like, look, like, you know, you have to, it's about the little victories. And I think those are so important and cherish those. Those are where the memories are made. And that's where today is, you know, and those are what embraces the journey of this and why people do this. Like, you know, going into the music industry, odds are against you. You know that like you have to be broke for a a really long time and you have to be the 1% of the 1% to really be on some shit. And it's crazy because I because I talk people out of getting in the music wild, industry but it's because I'm like I believe in myself like so much <laughs> and shit and and it's not that I don't believe in you but I just have to be honest with you here yeah like it could you know what I mean it's it's a, you gotta be able to find a needle in a haystack dude it's as vi- far as like everything and it's a, and it's that a doesn't very even, that doesn't even fucking like <laughs> that's just no, one that's just it's starting a very fun <laughs> ride but it's like you know it's not a safe ride no. at safe. all no. so you all you have is your passion and your love for this and without those little victories you'll be defeated if you can't acknowledge those little moments that are like oh my god we got verified oh shit this is going viral oh shit we got flown to la we oh shit we're being put up in a in a in a place yeah it's shitty downtown but people are care about us they're paying yeah. our rent this like all those things make sense. So when you have a story to tell, you know, years from now and you look back, you're like, maybe you, you will hit that wild fantasy successful moment that people have in their heads of, you know, the big mansions and all the material shit that makes it there or reaching on a global scale of, of you know, a billion people listening to your stuff. But like you wouldn't get even close to there without all this stuff adding up. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, as cliche as that may, may sound, yeah. it's just like I think it's so important to tell kind of this journey through it, you know. In in, in this day and age, um, you know, a really important mentor in my life really like drilled into my fucking skull um, the battle between creativity and commerce. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, you know, in, in, in this stage where y'all are at right now, just even moving forward because like, I feel like that's even still a, 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 a battle for that. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys are doing great work, but, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but by, by no means have you guys reached the financial levels that you really want to. Oh, right? absolutely it's, it's not. Still, yeah. um, it's still a scrape it game. And, yeah. and one, one thing to really put the perspective of where we are now in terms of industry and in terms of like the, the, the powers and the levels to which digital media has gotten to, like cats have you know, over 100,000 followers, uh, consecutive videos now that are being put out and little blips that are being put out are, are, are reaching like millions of views. You know, there, there's influence there. There's, there's tours being had. 
um, you know, there's there's so many different plays being done and created from your position right now, and also what Kyle's doing to maximize um, his brand along with the Super Duper crew, um, you know, but not not reaching that like we made it level yet. But the beauty about we making it is that y'all 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 are making it right as you go. Yeah. Um, but how do you balance that? That like. I guess I guess it's like the figment to people's imaginations that the digital world would bring you because you think if somebody had X amount of followers going from like fourteen to where you know Kyle's in the in the high hundred thousands, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, um, and you having a circle of influence that, that's just continuously growing, being the humble uh, being that you are, but also like the creative genius that you are, like managing the ship, um, but also knowing that you know. Not only is, is, is you, are you eating what you kill, but also like in developing your superstar artist in which you feel has global capacity, there's, there's going to be a very pivotal uh, apex point and, and mark of when creativity truly meets commerce. Yeah, absolutely. And I, the, the fun thing for me is I've always had like an entrepreneurial spirit. Word. So like I've always wanted to like figure out how to, from the beginning, I've wanted to figure out how to make money doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, I'm kind of just like trying to figure out products around Kyle's like creative ideas and just him as a living, breathing, walking brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the cat, the, 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 the crew will like clown me on it all day because I'm, I just, I love brands and branding and all of that shit. And they like, they clown me nonstop, but like, <laughs> you know, it's how we like survive, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So it's about, it, it, you know, creating like, you know, products out of, out of just their creativity and, and things that I can drum up and just different, different ways to make money. Because as you know, we've been doing this independently the whole time, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and honestly, like, it's like, it's a grind, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a complete grind and, and being a manager where like we, we talked about earlier being just like such a small piece of like what the artist is, you know, bringing in, like for me personally, I'm just like, it's a grind, you know, and, and what, what Dan Wiseman said early on to young Noel was, you know, it's only going to feel like it pays off when you, if you hit superstar level. Yeah. And I feel that like yeah. granted all the reminding myself of all these small victories and all these, these no, moments. Let's, let's remember why you're doing this. Yeah. Though. It's like, like you got to And you got to survive and yeah. you got to You got to eat. And the other thing, too, is like there's a lot of out there to get too. Yeah, that's totally. the exciting part, I think. And, and I think that that's what, you know, ultimately keeps it keeps it going. But from an indie standpoint, any indie artist who's like currently doing it, like understands this, that, you know, you know, it's it's better for us than some, but but there's also a lot of people who are doing it even more righteously than us. You know, mm -hmm. in that respect. And so so yeah, it's always about kind of improving that. And that's something that it's like I try to not leave any any leave unturned as right. far as that type of stuff goes. Right. And and but with respect to you know telling the story of of the artist, and that's something that Kyle and I have gotten more we've just been more in tune with that as of late is like, what's the next step business wise. That's going to help tell this story that, that all that the fans want to want to follow along. You know what I mean? What's, yeah. what's the bigger play here? What's the more smarter play? What's this more smarter timing play? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and that's something that we're getting that we're working on is just, just the strategy and like really not because a lot of it when you're starting out is just like putting shit out and seeing how it reacts and then moving accordingly Whereas, you know, the big artists 
a lot of it is more premeditated. You know, grantedly, granted, they don't have, they don't control, like you're not the market, right? You can't control the market. Nobody in your team can control the market. They can, they can think what they think is hot is going to actually work. They can try, impact they can the try to impact it, but, yeah. but a lot of it is, you know, it's reactionary, you know what I mean? And I think that being that way is good, being ready to pivot and being ready to like, move being on your toes is is really really important in the music industry and and so that was something that we kind of like you know we've prided ourselves on doing that but we're like even figuring out how to fine-tune it even more and get get uh bigger and better and stuff and and i think that you know kyle he wants to be like a you know a massive global artist he wants to be a superstar you know another another pillar is you know an artist has to want to be a superstar and, and wanting to do that means and knowing what it takes, knowing what it takes, because like, oh e- man, even everything that y'all have been going through now, like, is is just scratching the surface of what that shit's gonna. Yeah, take. and that's it's what, just it, like, but we're just getting warmed up, yeah. and I, I honestly kind of feel like, with respect to like where we're at, I don't even know if we've even really started that process Work. yet. You know, being like pretty much completely independent. Yeah, you know, it's working with an indie company. It's like Kyle is too. Kyle is like two essentially self-produced mixtapes in you know and you know we've we've had some resources and some things that have like been able to help push it forward but like i think that he's he has you know there's there's big horizons on the way and 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 we're just trying to make sure that we we make the the appropriate moves in order to like get there you know totally i mean and we're definitely gonna have you back on like the the point of this is like you'll be back on telling that story too oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is you know for for where you guys are at and what's so fascinating is just to hear you know the story leading up to like (laughs) you know going through all this and to come to a point where like i don't even know if we've gotten started yet you know like to me that's just that's that's awesome that's yeah. so awesome to hear that um, so much that you guys have endured and experienced and worked so hard and put in so many hours yeah. to say that you haven't even gotten really started yet is fascinating yeah. and awesome. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to hear what kind of comes next for you guys, man. You know what's yeah, wild yeah, is yeah. that it, it, it's, it's beautiful because like this is the, the this, it's, it's crazy how we caught you in a moment where it's like the start of, of 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 where the journals are gonna be, you know, in, in in metaphorically, like the journals that y'all have been writing together in this time period, are now going into like the scriptures of this of this play, right, yeah. or or of this of this movie script, you know what I'm saying? And like, one thing that I really want to know, because because this is such a pivot time for y'all, like, you know, he's it is it he, is he's he's in here. You know, y- y'all are really in a position where you're you're figuring out what what deals and what scenarios are going to work for you, or if you guys yeah. do it independently. Um, in this in this juncture, for you as 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 a manager, for you as a human being, like what 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 is, for this moment too? Not like really looking like crazy ahead, but what what is success for you right now? Like what what is making it for you right now in terms of everything that you've done up until this point? And in validation of that, and like what, what, what is gonna, what, what is that that's gonna push you to to keep, you know, building and build upon what you've already been building? Yeah, wow, that's a, that's like a, a good question, but but yeah, no, I I think that, I think that it's just like the consistent humility that that, you know, life is just humbling, mm. the grind is humbling, you know, like, to where like you know you kind of just feel like you see your potential and you know where you can get and you know, you have peers around you getting to that level and you're kind of going like, 
how do we get there? Yeah. Like what, what, how, what about us is not getting there or whatever, you know? And so just kind of like working and, and like that and, and setting goals consistently higher and pushing the bar and raising the bar, you know what I mean? And not like, and just not stopping until you get there and putting one foot in front of the other. And like, I think that that's something that has kind of defined us is like, there is a humble element to it. And there is like a very like DIY and like, it's just us doing it. And like, that's something that's cool. It's cool for the story. And like, I, you know, being the underdog is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like right. motherfuckers really want you to win. Yeah. And so when you do win, there's no like, like people are happy as hell. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like people are happy as hell for you. And so I think that that's, that's one thing about, about us that I, I've kind of like learned is like our, our grind is going to be humble. I don't expect anything to be handed to us mm. ever. And like, once you know that, mm. then it's like, it takes all the guesswork out. Cause it's like, then you stop worrying about like, Oh, I wonder if someone's just going to hand us a million yeah. dollar record deal. You already know that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if it does be very wary yeah, of it, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? Some yeah. shit that you get that you don't feel like you deserve be weary of that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's something that it's like, it's, it's just a constant reminder to, to just like for us to just continue to humble ourselves and just really put the work in. And, and you know, what's funny is we were talking a lot earlier about like that 2009, 2010 group of, of, of cats and how it was like very early internet, very early blogosphere. It mm -hmm. was prior to artists having their own web stores. Even yeah. there wasn't like a lot, a lot of online commerce. There wasn't a lot of all that shit. And and they were just putting out music very authentically. And some of it was like going. And some 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 of these cats were getting record deals and big record deals. And then some of them were turning into one hit wonders and like all of that, you know. And I think that that's one thing that we know though is like you know, a record deal or whatever. A lot of times it's just the beginning. You know what I mean? The work that's like just when it starts yeah. Yeah. is when you have a major company that's going to like help you put your music in the right yeah. directions. It's not like that's a lot, a lot of cats around bro. here. I kind of, there, I got a chance to watch closely. I think like got a deal and just were like comfortable and weren't like, Nah, now we got to really, yeah. really, because now we got a comp like a major company involved that's taking a majority of the bread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now we got to work harder. Yeah, they're going to help us, you know. A record deal isn't making a, a record, record deal. deal is uh, starting. Yeah, no, a record deal is okay. And, uh, the machine's going to invest in you. Yeah, it's like a record deal is like, okay, you're now part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you're now in the game. A yeah. record deal is, okay, you are now in the game. And regardless of how much work you've put up into this point, like, like I said, here we are, you know, I mean, freaking nine years from that time that 18 year old kid was like, yo, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to work in the music industry. You know what I mean? There's like, no, there's no like instant overnight success no. bullshit. Yeah. It takes, and, and all the, all the people that I respect, like seeing Anderson Pack's success as of late has been just like so cool for me. And I have like crazy stories about him. Like, you know, when I was like around this time when I was 18 or 19, my parents are in downtown Ventura and are like, yo, we're down here at this bar and this was kid is absolutely back then. This kid breezy Lovejoy is absolutely killing it. Yeah. You and my parents knowing I wanted to work in music and them being heads themselves were like, you got to come check this kid out. And so I immediately run down there and I'm like, Oh, he's, he's so ill. And so like started networking with him and kind of like be becoming homies and, and all that. And, you know, connected him to Pac-Div and, and a lot of these things. And always believed in his music and shit like that. 
but honestly, never like always thinking he his music was fresh and listening to like every little release he put out and always being like it's my favorite shit personally. Yeah. But never knowing like damn it might not it could not even happen for him like yeah. I don't know you know what I mean he was like yeah. getting older and then like now seeing him break out I'm like. Bro, With this shit fury, is, bro. let's go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this shit is doable. Like, he's been grinding on this music shit for a decade. I'm talking about, I mean, shit, since he was like, I had heard, like, because he went to high school in Ventura, and I had even heard that, like, during that time, he was making beats and shit and putting them online, and he was like, been, he's been tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not this, like, around the time he was probably, like, 21 and I was 18 or 19 he was tight then too yeah. you know Breezy Lovejoy all that shit was tight you yeah. know what I mean like it's not like he's just this is some new shit yeah like I hear this and I hear all the previous shit he's and so like seeing him it, it happened for him at this point in time is like fucking awesome Special, you know what I mean bro. and it got to connect him and Kyle they made some music together we got nice. to spend time on the road with him which was really cool and I remember I worked in a bar in downtown Ventura. I would like book him these shitty little $200 gigs. And I was like, sorry, bro, this is all I got, but I'd rather give it to you than like somebody else. Yeah. Because like I was literally the bar back and the fucking owner was just like, you know, of any cool musicians that want to come in here and play. And I'm like, Breezy Lovejoy is like the tightest. Yeah. I, I can holler at him and see if he's down to do it. And he was like, down, he down, he scoop up the dough. And so he would like, he's been doing this, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not new to it. And like seeing him finally break through and just get, seeing the, the respect that he's earned from like yeah. all the circles is like so encouraging and exciting. So it's like for, you know, and even someone like who's, who's like kind of been in the industry is like, not that I doubted him, but I'm just like, yo, it just doesn't happen for everybody all no. the time. You know, it can just, I've seen it not happen for more people than I've seen it happen to. Yeah. 100%. You know? 100%. And seeing seeing G-Eazy and his crew and being really close to their crew over the last, you know, th- uh, two and a half, three years, really, and like kind of like seeing him from when he was where we're at now and him, him and his squad treating it like this is just starting and seeing to where it's at now yeah. is just inspiring for us. Yeah. They kind of, in a lot of respects, wrote a lot of like, they just wrote a lot of the blueprint for us. They taught, yeah. like, you know, his manager, Maddie B and Jamil, who I mentioned earlier, like, taught me so much about touring and how they, like, bootstrapped all their touring and how they, like, got their crew, like, super tight and and taught me just the value of, like, a really, really good team. Everyone knowing their role, being really hardworking, being really professional. And it's like, you know, they had, like, an idea, but, like, he's been doing this shit since he was, like, 15 or 16 years old. And here yeah. he is 10, 15 years later getting to the point where... Now he's like a superstar. He's like breaking through that that like threshold where he's got like hit record and shit like that. Headlining so tours, headlining big tours, big arena tours, tours. Big tours. Yeah, stadium, stadium tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you know, and seeing him, seeing him at freaking like Kyle, you know, supported him. Literally, he was like one of the first cats. Kyle supported him in in the spring of 2014. Kyle's first real tour. Yeah was opening up for G yeah. he was doing like little thousand cappers and yeah. like, you know what I mean? And it was, it was a dream and this is two years ago, you know? And yeah. so like watching their growth and stuff like that is like really inspiring. Honestly, like just being a student of the game from your peers, mm. from the industry, from everyone. And just kind of like being a sponge, soaking up everything that you can around you in order to like apply it, figure out how to apply it to your craft and and your situation and then like you know capitalizing on it when you can you Straight know what up. i mean that's awesome man 
crazy, crazy stuff, dude. Yeah, I yeah. love you, bro, bro. Dude, man. Love you guys, Amazing. man. I appreciate I love this. Yeah. yeah, this is great. This is great. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad yeah. this is like a good, uh, it's like, I, I think the full time, the only time I've ever like really told kind of like, it's kind of like start to scratch. I mean, we kind of like missed some of the m- more recent stuff, yeah. but, but yeah, nah. I'll be told in the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Those, well, will that's, be, those will be the beginning of the next one. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Because, because I, it's, it's cool for us. We're at this, we're at this cool pivot point where I think that, that, um, the story is about to be n- told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're going from, from, f- you know, we got our foot in the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Mama, we got our foot in the door. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it, it, it's, I love it. And, like, I think, you know, when I, when I was talking to, to Anoush, it was like telling your story to right where you guys are right now, even fuck the recent stuff. Like, I think telling this part of the journey is so important. <coughs> um, really seeing where it all began and what it takes. And, I mean, you just told nine years worth, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's a long time. It hasn't even really popped off yet, but like it just gives that perspective of of what it really takes to uh to to keep at something and, and to you know if you really want it, if you really want to be in in the music industry, if you really want to be successful at this, um, you, you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot. It's gonna take time and just a lot of hard work for everyone. And like g Easy, like g Easy's not a new artist kyle's not a new artist yeah. Yeah. and Pack is not a new artist yeah like they're yeah. very very far from it and yeah. most people are when you hear them yeah and i think that's something that's just not emphasized enough you know um it seems like they are but it's like no not at all it's yeah. been like so yeah. overnight ass, success is such a myth you know that's like it had you know you got to be weird if it happens too fast for you you got to be weary of it because it'll because it'll get taken from you just as fast yeah you know what i mean you don't know what you, you don't know what to appreciate you don't know what that is it's like i feel like you know it's a beautiful thing because so, so many people want to be on but like do you know what on is you know what yeah. i'm saying do you know what off is do you know what you want do you yeah. know what you don't want like a lot of people get that shot, but like, are you will? Are you ready to and equipped to be able to take it? Yeah, you know wow, and you know what's man. funny is, uh, you know, Chance, who's like Chance the rapper, who's like a good friend of of ours, Kyle's and and mine, and he he has that like that record blessings where he talks about like he talks about are you ready for your blessings and and that's something that I, I truly believe is like I don't believe that you get what what you think you deserve or what you want or whatever until you're truly emotionally mentally physically ready for ready. it so if you're just focused on that you know what i mean if you're focused on that rather than he said she said and what the what the long term goal is if you're focused on just getting ready from a daily standpoint within yourself, focusing on yourself, like that's when you start seeing shit. Cause it's like, what I'm realizing is like our goals and shit that we're setting, like once we're reaching them, we're, our mind is like, so we're, we're like, you know, looking so far, we're looking so far ahead that, that all of a sudden we're achieving shit. And it's like, we're so like fucking tunnel visioned on the future. that it's like, we don't even really enjoy it. But and I and I, I can't really tell if that's like a good thing, bad thing, or indifferent. I think it's just like you know personality and mm-hmm. like how we are naturally. But like all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, we like did that. We like 
we sold out two Ventura theater shows, like 1200 cap, you know what I mean? 1200 yeah. tickets. Like, you know, we've done like, like in different like milestones, you know what I mean? We've done, you know, like I said, Kyle went from opening up for big Sean in in 2012 at velvet Jones to like on a record with him in 2014 or 2015. You know what I mean? Like, and that was something for us that was like, it was, it was, a uh, the tears were shed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember Nate Fox of his show, social experiment. Shout out to him. Like we, we heard that record, uh, a chance. And then we're playing We were in the studio with them and chance. And then we're playing this, the, the like unreleased surf project. And there was that record called want to be cool. And it was like Chance was singing the hook, saying like "I don't want to be cool," and we were like, "Oh my god, this is perfect for Kyle." Yeah. You know what I mean? But we yeah. didn't say shit. Kyle and I just stood there quiet, and we left the studio going like, "Damn, if you were on that record, that shit would be crazy, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and then so I, I like I hit Nate Fox, and I'm like, "Yo, like, no pressure at all, but like, send me that want to be cool record and just let Kyle try it. Like, yeah. I know y'all don't have like an extra verse, another verse on it, or whatever. Or I know y'all." Like you guys only like you don't they didn't have any features on it or anything at the time and it was like kind of unfinished. I was like, send it to him, you know. And he didn't hit me back for like two days. And then he says, If I send it to you, will you not play it for anybody? And you'll just have Kyle rap on it and then send it right back. And I was like, Yeah, you know, say no more. And so like I like got it and I said, Kyle. I was like, and it was like, I was like, yo, Nate sent me wanna be cool with the open verse for you. You know? Yeah. And then Kyle, um, Kyle like immediately she took it to the studio and just like, I mean, it took a, it, it was like a full day, but he just like bodied it. Like his, uh, you got to go back and listen to that record, but like yeah. want to be cool, uh, social experiment, surf, uh, record. Uh, yeah. And, and Kyle just bodied it. And then we sent it back to him and then like all the, the boys hit him like chance and, and, uh, Donnie trumpet and Nate all hit him and we're like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and so at the time, at the time it was just, you know, chance had the hook and then Kyle was like on just like a, a verse. And then we had heard some like rumors. This was like pretty soon before it dropped. We yeah. had heard some rumors that they were like, we, at first we heard they were trying to get Pharrell on it. And then, and like Jeremiah, I think was like singing background vocals on it. But then randomly Nate was like, yo, Big Sean hopped on the record or some yeah. shit. And knowing that that was one of Kyle's favorite, you know, Amazing. Kyle, we were like, wow. And like that cool story about how that was like literally the first show I got. Mama! Kyle booked. That was a mama yeah. moment, like you know, big time. Kyle was like, mama! mama! Kyle was like, mama, dog. So, and then, and then it was crazy because the story kind of goes further where <laughs> Nate, Nate tells me that. And I like told Kyle, I was like, yo, like big Sean hopped on one. It'd be cool. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> and we couldn't hear it though. Like we hadn't heard it. I just had confirmation. Cause I was, and I was like, I, you know, whatever. So, you know, fast forward a little bit. Kyle's on his first like headlining tour. This is, um, last summer. So yeah. summer, 2015 King wavy tour. Kyle's first like little headline run. And it's his birthday. It's his 22nd birthday. Sold out the Roxy, right? Which is like kind of a first little cool staple in LA. Mm -hmm. And then we had like a, we like rented like a crib up in the hills and um, for his like birthday party. And then the first time they put like Nate came over and was like, yo, you got to come out to the car and like listen to this shit. And so he play, he pressed play on it. And like we heard Big Sean rapping oh. on it, and then Kyle came on in the second verse, and like the hook, and just the way that record feels is just like so Yo. good. And it was like real tears, dude. Like Kyle oh and I were God. like, you know what I mean? It was a moment. It was a mama moment. Oh my God. You know? 
It's like here we are, it's like a fucking mama moment. Bro. It was a mama moment. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, nah, it was it was a moment, and so that those are like the those are like little things that continue yeah. to nudge you. You know what I mean? And there's been several moments like that, even with with Chance himself and Kyle and Chance working together, and yeah. you know us just like working out, working in our shitty fucking apartment downtown LA and Kyle was working with Nate who had produced a lot of acid rap and was working yeah. closely with Chance but Nate was at our crib and it was hot and we were like it was like like uh it was yeah, I'm forgetting what time of year it was but but then randomly and Chance is like on fire at this point in time like just yeah. just cracking off and like Chance he, he had been like a homie we had met him a few times and stuff he was familiar with Kyle's music but he just pulled up to our crib downtown <laughs> LA Skid Row just like just, really sh- just showed up. We weren't even expecting him, and we were like, "Oh shit!" And uh, in our shitty ass fucking living room, like roaches and shit. But he was yeah. just, he was cool. He was in it, and like they were just making music, and then they just started singing. He just started like singing this hook on this like record. Him and Nate were working on, and like cut it right there. And like we had like the Sonics in the room were like the shittiest thing ever. But then it turned into "Remember Me," which is on. Kyle, wow. which is on Smile, you know, Kyle featuring Chance the Rapper, yeah. wow. Remember Me, which awesome. is like a really emotional wow. record. Kyle wrote a couple of those verses multiple times based on just like not wanting to air certain shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like having to rewrite shit because he was, knew it would hurt people's feelings. And that's how personal that record got, wow. where like verses got wrote multiple times where yeah. he was just like. So yeah, no, and, and that that was like a real real cool like it's you know moment for him, especially it. because him and him and Chance there was like a lot of like interesting parallels, you know, like very kind of like unique sounding, yeah. you know what I mean, like, and so and because it kind of started happening for Chance first, we like kind of saw it and became like became good homies with them and their squad is like really really close with ours and they that's always amazing. show love. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, we that's were awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking incredible. There's this there's, there's such an amazing journey ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Like, shout out to the crooked smile. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Man, no, it's, it's, it's so we're just, true. We're just scratching the surface. All you know? day, but but nah, it's man. but but it's been an incredible journey up to this point. Yeah. Like, you it, guys are helping it, me realize it, it, that. It's, it's even wild for me, dog. And like we we've spoken on this topic is that you know, you and I know each other. Like, I consider you a brother of mine. Like, I, you know, I look at you as a human being and I'm like, you just have this energy that shines. And and I feel like, you know, shout out to the fact that for both of us and even like with Joe and I and like, just like people in general that, that we happen to like cross paths with that we know are, are, are brothers. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of, of how often motherfuckers see each other or, or, or this, that, and the other, it's like, there's few people that you know are like, there's something there and and it's 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 beautiful in this game and especially in this culture for people to like for for me especially to like hear your story like that like i know you but now like going through all of these things like family there's like so many different things about your story that i had never known naturally it shines through in who you are and how you carry yourself but the, the 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 impact that the story has on me specifically as as even a listener here, you know what I'm saying, is so profound because like it makes me appreciate uh, your journey so much more. Yeah, you may be in your mind an underdog, but like it's 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 things like this and hearing stories like these and 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 hearing a journey like this that that just makes 
wanting to see you win that much more that that much deeper and also having a more intimate connection with that you know what i'm saying like your story is so important and it just takes on such a heightened level of meaning in knowing you know the in the the inner workings of what that journey really was up until this point you know what i'm saying even moving forward a year two three four from now y'all's journey is going to take on such a different height and, and such a different meaning but everything that's happened up until this point and also up until whenever that point comes carries such an immense value to it you feel what i'm saying absolutely man it's it's, it's what built the foundation it's fucking you know? wild bro it's crazy yeah. like I'm, I'm i'm over here just fucking smiling it's dog. wild like, man yeah, yeah, yeah ear to ear bro bro yeah, yeah like yeah, this yeah. is incredible where uh where can people g- hit you up or, or get in touch with you um yeah hit me on all the all the social stuff at nolan underscore smith um twitter and instagram and then Snapchat more recently, Young Noel, Y O U N G N O L. Yeah, and just, I mean, hit me online. Like, I like to chat. I like to, let, let's chop it up. I, I'd love to, to, um, to mix it up with y'all. You young know? Jedi, bro. Yeah. The young Jedi. Oh, thank the you. The young Noel, the Jedi. I, I honestly, yeah. no, a new, sh- I mean, to kind of like, you know, mirror what you were saying is, I, I feel the same way. And then, like, you know, more newly with Joe, like, I, I like your guys' passion and like we were damn we damn near had this conversation outside like yeah. right when I pulled up we like got yeah. we got like probably thirty minutes in we we're probably yeah. like oh wait we should probably turn the mics on for real you know what I mean but like yeah. you got this is like really what y'all do and and you guys are great at this and so I just wish you continued you know success with it and, and thank you so much bro. for having me I, yeah. I told yeah. Anoush I was like I don't know how I was like. I was like, I don't feel super comfortable talking about this sh- shit yet because I don't feel like I have a story to tell yeah. just yet. But, but yeah, no, I mean, thank does, you, thank you guys that? for believing me. It honestly, like, it helps me believe in myself even more. Yeah, and totally. and granted, I, that's not something that's gonna waver. But having you know peers who are super smart and hardworking and like, you know, all of those things to like, you know, share with you in your journey and and encourage you and like that fellowship and that brotherhood is like so important and nah, totally. So, so thank you guys for, for this. And thank you, bro. No, yeah. Man, yeah, thank, thank you, you man. No, it's, it's love. It's, it's amazing. Guys. It's love. G. Appreciate you guys, man. Mama, mama, we, we made, made it. it! Yeah, yeah. Fucking love baby. Holla. <laughs>